Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. Hope you're doing well. Happy and blessed Sunday to everyone. I am joined once again by my amazing chosen of Valhalla. And so I'll go ahead and holla out some chosen of Valhalla. <laughs> Dad joke. Anyway, so let's go ahead and go down the line and introduce everybody who is here today. And uh, we are still working on getting uh, one other person added in with some technical issues right now. And uh, let me try and uh, take care of that right now. But while I am doing that, let's go ahead and say hello to Rosetta Allen. Rosetta, how is it going today for you? Mauled by kitties. That's about the state of it. Mauled by kitties. No work. Pay attention to me. I will put as much fur on you as possible during the stream. Ah. That's the kitty way. The kitty way. Yes, the kitty way. All right, I just sent that out, Laura, so hopefully that will help you get into the stream. But Rosetta, thank you for joining and for bringing us the kitties. They've been very cute today so far, causing havoc, as they always do. Of course. Of course, yes, you do. absolutely. Yes, you do, don't you? No. Yes. <laughs> we'll also give a shout-out today to... The K-Man! K-Man, how's it going, good sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. Other than this thing keeps on signing me into my business account instead of my personal. Yeah, it's interesting because all I can see is break. So I, it, I just immediately think, breaking news? Like, is it's like... That's <laughs> uh, uh, my... Uh, it's uh, the business name that I release all my stuff under Breaking Boundary Enterprises. Ah, uh, okay. I gotcha. Well, hey, it's good to have you back, and I uh, heard the other day on social media that there's some nonsense still happening in your neck of the woods, and you're you're more than ever excited to to get out of, of that West Coast life. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Uh, I'll be out here at the end of next month. That's awesome, man. Uh, unfortunately, it won't be the plans that I originally went with, which was plan on buying a house during that time mm -hmm. uh, some unforeseen circumstances put that on hold until at least a few months but i still will be moving out of here come the end of august okay nice very exciting stuff though so so very close to being able to leave it all behind in the dust oh yeah absolutely well thank you for being here as always the gay man we also have joining us again, we got Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy, how's it going, good sir? Uh, it's going pretty good. Nice. How are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, pretty good. I've got a new job, uh, moves. Nice. <laughs> so I've been, cra I've, been, I've been crazy busy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So all the stuff went well, though. The move went well. New job's going well? Yep. It's going well. Good. It's um twelve hour shift, so it's Ooh. yeah, it's it's crazy busy. <laughs> so it's still like what weren't you working night shifts before too? Uh yes. Okay. Uh, now I'm working day and night shifts. So it'll be four <laughs> day shifts and then two days off and then four night shifts and two days off. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, Ooh. is it would you say it's better though than what it was before? 
Yes, very, very okay, much. Good. That's the that's the important thing. It's like let's say, okay, as long as I can enjoy this a uh, a lot better, then it's definitely worth it in that way. So awesome. Well, glad to hear that, Mister Roy, and glad to hear that everything went well. Everything's like settled as far as the move was concerned. Yeah, everything's settled down. Um, yeah. I mean, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, that's don't don't work part time in retail. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I would say uh, retail in general, it can be a very uh, difficult uh, time and difficult experience. So, yep. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for, for joining us as always again. And also we have joining us today. We we I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I was about to say there. We have <laughs> joining us today. She is. My mind just got confused for a second, but she is the Empress of the Universe. She is one of the Valks. She is the amazing, the wonderful, the beautiful Tina B. Tina, how is it going? Well, as I told you all when we signed up, it's Miller time. I cracked open a beer. So. <laughs> LeBron has a giant weird-shaped ball spot that magically wasn't in the movie. Oh. Oh, Alex. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Crying out loud, can't stand that guy anyway. I haven't liked him since always hated LeBron James. Arrogant Um, jerk. But oh, hi Andrew. Uh, While Andrew see him pop in here, I had to ask Andrew the other day. I was like, I heard female Loki open her mouth, and I said, Oh my gosh, she sounds like a gutter snipe, like Eliza Doolittle before she got educated. And I was asking him, Where the female Loki and Doctor Karen? do they all come from the same place? And I think he said, yeah, they're from the same region. And I'm like, oh my gosh, those, those accents. <laughs> so I'm doing, oh, I sound like I'm excited. I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, Glad to I'm hear gonna be st- going to be starting a GoFundMe so we can hire mercenaries so that we can get, uh, what's her name, Haley Atwell, away from the clutches of Tom Maypother. I mean, there's rumors that he's seeing her, and it's like, no, no, he's already had three beards. He doesn't need a fourth. (sighs) And Tina's already on a roll, everybody. (laughs) 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 Hashtag save Haley Atwell from Tom Cruise. Save Haley Atwell from Tom Cruise. So I'll I'll be posting that link later. Oh, okay. I want to want to send my best wishes to Reed Larson. I know she's giving up that YouTube channel she worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. She's getting back into her career, so that means in Tina Speak, the new knee pads have come in and she's gotta go to work on Kevin. Because <laughs> she's getting ready to become a guest star in her own movie. It's no longer Captain Marvel 2, it's now the Marvels. Uh, and as I said, Tina is starting off on a roll. Already. I am so there with the jokes, but I usually don't make those jokes on Odin's stream. Um, but... Oh. <laughs> oh Couldn't help it. Red Letter Media, I watched their review of Black Widow. And Mike said, has there been a solo female Marvel movie yet? Jay shows a poster of Captain Marvel and he says, did you forget about this? And Mike said, ah, yeah, I don't look at that and ever think that's a lady. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Boom. 
<laughs> oh man. I'm like, that's the comment of the year when it comes to Brie Larson. So that's uh, that's that's pretty rough stuff. That was rough. <laughs> But Tina, thank you, thank you as always for for joining us today. You and, are uh, very welcome. Yeah. And while Stephanie's still in the chat, um, real quick, yeah, I have some links I want to post because I joke about Brie Larson. I joke, I always joke about these other women in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop some links in the chat, and I want you guys, you gals, can check it out too. I want you to see with some real women used to look like and these are three women i'm going to be talking about them when i talk about my movies Mm -hmm. click on these links and see what a real woman is supposed to look like from hollywood and i'm just going to post they are anita ekberg jean harlow and carol lombard and i want you to see what these ladies look like all of you all i want you to check them out i'm gonna post the links as we go forward so cool (laughs) All, All right. right Sounds okay. good. We also have uh, we also have Laura trying to join us as well, and uh, there's some technical issues with that, and so I want to make sure that I do try some of the see if I can hide this box real quick. Uh, that way, um, any invite links are not shown, as I think it may have been one time. But let me just make sure that this is going in. So, yeah, Laura, I had sent. Let me let me try another. Okay, I sent the email link again for you, Laura. So hopefully that works. I don't know what the issue is right now uh, with the link. Uh, she says that now they have la- now she has lag on her laptop. Oh no! No! Oh no! And that's one of the things that I was going to try if, if this week wasn't as terrible as it was um, with baby Thor being sick and everything else that was going on in my life. Um, I was going to try and do some testing with Skype because uh, I know that Skype is a lot better on phones and mobile devices than uh, a lot of other apps that exist out there because there is a way to like input video feeds directly into OBS and everything and it, it looks pretty good. Um so hopefully that's something that I can do in the future. Um, but we'll have to, of course, do that and, and check that out at another time uh, when I have uh, the sanity to to do that. But let's go ahead and say hello to some people as we try and get Laura in here. So Baba Yogi, what's going on? He's watching over on Odyssey. Uh, he says YouTube is as, um, as, as we all know. Uh, he says, Hail Odin. And then he says, Hey, Valhalla, have you seen the 2020 movie Mortal on Amazon Prime? Uh, no spoilers, but it's fantastic twist on very popular Norse character. I have not seen that, Baba Yogi. But uh, sounds interesting uh, for sure. So thank you very much for watching over there. Make sure you light up that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. And just do remember that uh, I'm not going to be able to be as active uh, in reactions to and highlighting of the chats because this is a chosen stream. So the focus will be on the chosen and the things that they want to talk about and um, and their um, recent films and TV shows and content stuff that they've been working on. Uh, but we do like to say hello to the chat from time to time. We actually already have a uh, donation. So a huge shout out to Trent Johnson. Thank you very much for that $5 super chat. He says, Hail Odin. Wish I could have been on your stream yesterday to talk about the Pope. 
and the traditional Latin Mass in the Open Forum. Oh, Trent Johnson, that will be a big topic of discussion on this Thursday's OMB report. Uh, there's a lot of things that I have to say, and there is a, a lot of uh, stuff that has happened as far as just with with my reaction and also with my own local parish. It's Let's just put it this way. My week has been one of the toughest weeks I've had in a very long time, and let's just say that, unfortunately, Mass today was kind of like the end cap to that, which makes me really sad to say. Um, basically, with without going into too much detail, uh, Pastor essentially uh criticizing and going after the congregation um in certain ways so uh yeah was not a good thing was not a fun experience <laughs> and it's one of those things where you go to mass to worship god and it ends up resulting in in some pretty uh bad emotions in general which are not really appropriate emotions to have during mass itself and so again i will go into much more detail about that on uh thursday morning's omb report stream um, but yeah, Trent Johnson, thank you for that super chat, man. And yeah, we will definitely go into it. We will definitely talk about it because yeah, uh, Odin's got some issues with, with all that stuff going on right now. So, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, I don't know. Did Laura have a chance to pop in yet? We lost Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy has, has been no. lost. Mr. Roy. Damn. Mr. Roy. Where have you gone? Mr. Roy. <laughs> We're losing instead of gaining. This We're losing work. instead of gaining. Hangouts is slowly deprecating. That's that's what my thought is. It's like, <laughs> we, it's like Hangouts is like, Odin, you're the only one that still uses this thing. So we're just going to slowly make it not work for anyone and uh, force, you to have to, <laughs> force you to have to use other things. Uh, but let's say hello to everyone else. We got Bruce in the chat. Of course, we got ZK Man, 70B, what is going on? Uh, Laura is still here. She says she's hanging out in the chat. Uh, Laura, if you could pop on, uh, please. Try- <laughs> exactly. Mr. Roy down. Mr. Roy down. Um, I don't know what's going on. I feel like the link usually works. And I tried adding the email several different ways. So I don't- I'm so confused. Laura. 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 I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. Uh, did I mention that my week is, is just not going? <laughs> going the way just not going my way this week uh jedi knight what's going on thank you for being here rosie g12 (laughs) thank you for being here uh as well uh let's see hunky chunky funky monkey is here gonna probably give um rosetta some hell as uh as he normally does uh alice mccarthy as we had mentioned yeah gave space jam to a zero out of ten let everyone note Alex McCarthy, who has some of the worst taste in movies, gave Space Jam 2 a 0 out of 10. That only means one of two things. Either the world is ending, or it's the worst movie of all time. Or both. I guess it could potentially be both. both. (laughs) With the way things are going with me so far, I would say yes. Uh, Renee, what's going on? Yeah, I'm going to do a box office breakdown uh, probably at some point later on today. But the worldwide box office number for the movie Black Widow ended up being almost exactly what Scotty Boy Mendelson had said it could be, which means basically the film's going to either lose like 60, 70 million dollars or make at most like 13 million dollars in profit. 
And that that's if it is able to sustain throughout the, the coming weeks. But yeah. Dark Disney. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Mr. Roy was here in the chat earlier. Um, I, I, Mr. Roy. We lost Mr. Roy. I'm so confused. I'm so, so confused, Mr. Roy. Everything is falling apart. <sighs> but you know what? It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a chosen stream unless something went wrong at some point. I feel like, especially the last few, it's been like, you know, timing's not worked or links have been broken or something like that. I don't know. Uh but yeah, Laura, please do try and, and see what you can do with that link. Um and and we'll try and see what we can do if we need to get another link or something like that going up. We we might have to, but I don't know. Andrew Hayes, welcome. Good, sir. Thank you for being here. The Physics Channel, thank you for being here as well. Uh, no, K-Man, I was not having a Gary moment, okay? <laughs> it was the technology that was having a Gary moment. Unless you're talking about me losing my train of thought, in which case, yes, that was yes. a Gary moment. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, what's up, good sir? And Andrew Hoyle, if you ever, uh, if you want to jump in or have time to jump in any point today, the link is over on um, over on the Discord. You know what? Actually, uh, random thought. Here's what I'm going to do. So, Laura, maybe this could be the issue. What I'm going to do is I'm going to copy the link and I'm going to send it through Twitter. Because I'm maybe wondering if it's because the link is in the Discord that there is some kind of issue going on. So I'm going to send it through Twitter, and hopefully this uh, fixes the issue. Now, I have not been active in the, <laughs> the Chosen of Valhalla No, that chat Twitter hasn't been active in a while. <laughs> since June 7th, everybody. Since, <laughs> since wow. June 7th. Oh, man, oh, man. All right, so anyway, the link is now posted there. Uh, so, Laura, hopefully, hopefully that fixes uh, the issue. Because if that is the issue that of where it's being posted is why it's not working, then that might hopefully uh, be able to fix it. Uh, Rob D. Uh, no, Laura, you have no reason to be sorry. I'm the one who is sorry because I I should have. Um, I should have gotten the uh, the new system set up and ready to go. But Mr. Roy, I see that you're back. Maybe. He's been back, but muted for Hello. a while. He's back, Mr. Roy. You're back. Yeah, I had to leave for a sec. Okay. <laughs> I was worried. I was like, oh, no, we can't We can't get Laura in. Mr. Roy's gone now. I, I was I was concerned. Yeah, I left the call just in case you, um, you, um, you finished reading the chat. and <laughs> I didn't want you calling my name out for like two minutes trying to. <laughs> okay okay i gotcha 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 <laughs> well thank you i'm glad that i'm glad that you were able to make it back yeah. uh <laughs> gmonkey 76 what's going on man thank you for being here um let's see uh someone's watching on d live steely dan uh this is for tina it says no rita hayworth oh i haven't watched any rita hayworth movies lately but yeah she was a doll yeah. So yes, yeah. I guess the uh, the point that may have been missed was that these are uh, actresses in films that Tina has watched recently mm-hmm. that she's going to showcase. So mm-hmm. uh, had she seen a film with Rita Hayworth, and I'm sure 
I'm oh, sure absolutely. Rita Hayworth would have been in there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, do you ask the question, Skype still exists? Yeah. Oddly enough, it still does. I don't know how, but it does. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, Jeremy and such played Mario Golf pretty early last night. Midnight your time. Yeah, no, seriously. Don't you, don't you always love the Geeks Gamer streams where it's like, hey, everybody, you want to watch us? And <laughs> even though you might have to get up early in the morning or it might be a work night or something, come join us at 10 o'clock at night, midnight. Oh, man. Anyway. Again, uh, it doesn't look like the link worked for Laura, which makes me sad. I'm so sad. I feel like singing a, a sad song right now. I don't know why it's not working for you, Laura. That sad song, by the way, is is from one of the worst shows of all time. Memory all alone in the moonlight. You want to lose an ego rider, too? <laughs> no i don't but uh let's see okay my mind is gone all right so laura i don't know i don't know what to do but let's just go down the line and and see what's been going on what people have been watching what people have been consuming uh recently and uh maybe or or just projects that they've been working on if they haven't been consuming anything so we'll just go we'll go uh we'll go in some interesting random order today we'll start off with hmm we'll start off with mr roy mr roy what have you been watching uh not much since the move and stuff i had to cancel netflix and stuff because screw netflix um, <laughs> <laughs> so i watched some free movies that i saw on youtube uh, saw interview with the vampire. Okay, first time seeing it. Yes. Okay. What'd you think? Uh, didn't care for it. <laughs> Why not? What was wrong um, with it? When you see Twilight, it's kind of hard to take <laughs> vampire movies seriously. Thank okay. you, Stephanie Myers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a fair point, and I would say the vampire is in that movie, though they are a lot more like real vampires, they do have that Twilight look to them. Or rather, you can tell Twilight borrowed the look for their films probably a lot from that. Yeah, the plot's kind of dumb. Like, all the people are unaware that these really pale people with these weird eyes and teeth are not vampires. (laughs) And they lay in coffins. They're just out in the middle of the house and no one notices them. (laughs) Yeah, it's the movie's kind of dumb. Ooh, I think you're about to start some fights in the chat no, because I'm, uh, I'm going to agree with him. I always thought it was an overrated movie. I only saw it for Brad Pitt. Kill me. <laughs> I never liked Brad Pitt either. Uh, I thought he was overrated. I mean, Brad, Brad Brad was hot back in the day, but yeah, whatever. Eh. Well, then he he you know married a succubus. So I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you didn't. I was channeling my inner (laughs) Tina at that moment. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, I I think that, and I think someone actually did make a good point in the chat. Um, It was Rosie G12 who said, you know, Anne Rice's books are better than the actual films. Yes. So, so for you, it's the issue with the the movie, not necessarily with the actual story. Because actually, I don't even know how accurate or how close the book and movie are to each other when it comes to that one. 
Uh, I mean, I don't really care about Twilight too much. That's saw the first movie and didn't care for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Bruce just broke my heart because he says that he's a Twihard, um, which just <laughs> makes me all kinds of upset. Yeah, so. But these vamps are only supposed to be for teenage emos who have no life. What if Bruce is a teenage emo? We don't know. Does he have a life? We don't know. He just goes by Bruce. We we don't know. We don't know what's going on in his life right now. It's also supposed to be for the chicks, not the men. What if he is a chick? You don't. We don't know. <laughs> Bruce could be a nom de plume for all we know. I still don't think he has no life. No, 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 absolutely so he not. He shouldn't like it. <laughs> also, ba- based based on movie recommendations and movies being sent, I can I can know with a pretty good surety that Bruce is not a uh, random brooding teenage emo girl. I mean, I just based on those facts alone. But <laughs> oh man, oh man! Anything else that you've been watching though, Mister Roy? I watched uh, Tomorrow War. Okay. What were your thoughts on the Tomorrow War? It's really bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Why don't you like the film? Uh, don't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mhm. Uh, the time travel part. I mean, it, Yeah, I, I hated it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh, wow. So you don't find any redeeming qualities in the film? No. I will try and throw it a bone because y'all, I've been very clear about my thoughts on the film. I don't hate the film. I, I just don't think it's a very good film. But I would say I think the monster design, at the very least, is pretty good. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, but it's got this um, tail that shoots this um, little pre- projectile that's extremely accurate only to like the minor characters, not the main characters. <laughs> I don't think I ever I don't think I ever made that connection before, but that is actually a very good point. Yeah, they do have very crazy good accuracy some of the time. Um but then again, I that I think the reason why I didn't notice it is because you know, we love old school OG Star Wars. And one of the constant jokes of OG Star Wars is that, you know, stormtroopers can't really aim. And but we still I think, you know, we still enjoy them. So I guess like that kind of thing for me, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely something that doesn't make sense. And I think it's worth absolutely worthy of criticism because, I mean, how can you be perfectly accurate on minor red shirt characters, essentially? Um, but when it comes to like the big ones, you're like, oh, now I'm going to miss. But uh, yeah, I think that might be the reason why I looked over it, though. Yeah, the, the time travel stuff where they, they find this poison that could kill the monsters and they bring it back in time and they're all like, oh, no, we can't bring this back to the future and why well, did you just wait 30 years i don't understand what this this movie's dumb <laughs> i just want to say i'm offended by what you just said because you use the phrase back to the future and how dare you reference a much better time travel film <laughs> when talking about this movie <laughs> no, uh, that that was something that kind of got me too because what was keeping them from doing the research on the uh on this virus or rather on this uh, toxin that could kill them. What was keeping them from doing that in the past where they would be safe from any monsters? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they're doing this Tom paradox <laughs> thing where 
a person from the future can't meet their past self, but they never explain why. By the yeah. way, I just have to point out that Hunky is trying to get your chat to cancel me now. <laughs> you see, you say that when all I see from, from Hunky is some comment about <laughs> fornication. Scroll up a little. He actually <laughs> flat out even added me and said cancel her. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to leave it at the uh, the vampires don't fornicate with food, uh, <laughs> because I just read because I, I have the live chat on one side and I'm just like, that's a random thing. What are y'all even? What are y'all talking about? That would lead to the hunky chunky funky monkey saying that phrase at all. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Uh we were talking about <laughs> thou shalt not fornicate. But before that we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about time travel. Um <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but I, I think you bring up another good point about the whole paradox thing. They introduce the whole paradox thing, but then they never really go into it. So they yeah. introduce that there's some reason, as you said, why why they can't have people meeting each other in the future. And then they don't explain why. But then also they make it clear that, but you can meet your family and that's fine. So that seems to kind of blow up the whole like paradox thing because the very moment that he sees his daughter in the future means that he would have been forever changed by that, which means that she would automatically change Mm -hmm. because of that meeting. Yeah. I didn't like the, um, when they meet the daughter, she's like, yeah, you abandoned me. And I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It usually, yeah, if you get abandoned by your dad, odds are you don't try to do that to your own child. <laughs> and it basically abandons her because he got passed over for a promotion or a job. And that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they kind of already portray him as being a very solid dad. Like, there, like there's no real wiggle room at all with him like there, there's no weakness that's being shown yeah mm-hmm. and so to believe that he would have done that was very out of character even from what what little we know about yeah. that character yeah there's also something that didn't make a whole lot of sense in the movie the this movie takes place in miami in a dominican republic that they, they had the base there and then later on in the movie they go to that i think it's the volcano kid oh volcano and, kid yeah, uh, uh, like yeah, the polar ice caps melt and let the aliens out. And I'm like, hang on a second, wouldn't Miami and the Dominican Republic be underwater if the polar ice caps melted? You see that that's logic, um, Mr. Roy. And this film, remember, you just have to turn off all logic in order in order for um, it to make any sense. Yeah, that that stuck with me, and I don't think I've heard anyone else talk about that. It's like, hang on a second, that don't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. And you're completely correct. It doesn't make any sense at all. And then, and also I like how in your mentioning of that, you also bring up the other biggest problem with it, which is that they go to a high school kid who is obsessed with volcanoes to be their expert. And what makes it even worse, too, is that you're telling me that a high school kid obsessed with volcanoes can use Google Maps... And just general know-how to pinpoint where an alien ship theoretically could have crashed when the whole concept of finding them was because they found ash of that volcano in the nails 
But if the ash spread as far a- across the world as it did, theoretically, <laughs> it could have <laughs> been gotten, you know, at, at any point from any location. Not to mention, remember, this is an animal that has been taking over the world for a certain period of time, which means it could have very much traveled the world in those areas where that ash might have actually been. I mean, I, there's a lot of... <laughs> also, when they show up to look for the ship, they just magically find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they use their little device, remember? They they said, oh, if this happens, X, X, Y, or Z. Uh, I don't... I... I didn't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I can I can totally understand why. Uh, and speaking of why, I still don't know why the link's not working for you, Laura. So I tried adding you again and sending the link again on Discord. And I, Laura, I don't know what's going on. And I'm in a position where I don't know what to do. Um, so Laura, just help me help you in whatever way I can. Um, and we'll, of course... Make it right. We'll make it right somehow, some way, Laura. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I getting back to what you were saying. Yeah, I just, I do like the character design of the creatures. I think the character design is is pretty good. I think the CGI even for the characters is pretty good for the most part. But yeah, it's a when you really start to think about the film, it starts to break down very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I I I yeah, I know. I know. Mr. Roy, I know. I get it. I feel you. <laughs> I feel the pain that you feel. Uh were you were you able to watch something else maybe as like a palate cleanser? Uh that's pretty much it for new oh. stuff. Uh I did manage to watch um Smokey Dubanny on 4K. Yeah, okay. How does it how does it hold up on 4K? Yeah, quite well. I mean, Universal pretty much anytime they release on it's generally good and they very rarely release on this crap. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, it holds it um holds up quite well. Um the movie itself, uh when you watch something through like a critical lens, you can start to see certain things like, yeah, it is it's obvious that's not Bart Reynolds in the car <laughs> with a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Oh, when it was easy to tell when stuntmen were yeah taking over at certain pines. Yeah, it, I mean, it's still really good editing, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if the normal person watched it, they wouldn't be able to tell, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so let me ask a question of everyone currently on the panel. Does everyone in here have a Skype? No. Uh, not, not, not right now. <sighs> I think I might have it on my phone. Is everyone in here in the Discord server? Yes. Yes. I would assume yes. So here's here's what we're going to do. Because I want to be able to provide as much opportunity as I can for lower... Because apparently Andrew's also having issues where he's trying to jump in and it keep, keep, keeps kicking him out. So I'm going to start a call in the Discord server... And theoretically, that should make things work. And if it doesn't, then we'll go back to the Hangouts link. Does that sound good to everyone on the panel? Yep. I'll, I'll ride with you. Although I did totally just rat out to Twitter about the crap we were saying in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how you're like, don't worry, we'll ride with you. 
We'll ride with you over there. Hey, I grew up a biker chick. We ride hard. Well, you also ride eagles. You're the eagle rider, so it makes total sense. It fits the character. There it is. I'm a queen. I'm an eagle riding queen. All right, so I'm going to then end the Hangouts call, and I'm going to get one started on Discord. And for everyone watching, hey, I apologize for these technical issues, but we will, we have to get them fixed. Okay. I'll be getting it started on the discord server very soon. So <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> okay. So I've uh, left the hangouts call and now I'm going to try and get something started on discord. And once again, thank y'all so very much for your time and for your patience. Um, now I need to create a, uh, a voice channel that's for the chosen doing this all live everybody now i feel like gary now i feel completely like gary at this point so chosen channel i'm gonna make it a private channel this is going to be for the chosen of valhalla we're gonna create the channel okay so it's been created. And yes, I do talk to myself from time to time. Uh, let me just make, <laughs> just make sure that uh, everything else, as far as permissions are concerned, um, Chosen of Valhalla, they can do all of those things. Okay. Save. Changes. Okay. So... Let's see how I do this. Okay. So let's do turning on camera. I don't know what camera it has connected. So let me just try and get that taken care of. Yes, I'm sorry, everybody, for everything. Uh, I'm trying to get this all figured out, and I feel like such a... I don't even know anymore. Okay. All right, then exit out of that. Okay, so for my chosen, for my chosen, you should find that there is a chosen voice channel. So all you should need to do is click on the chosen channel and it should show up and you should be able to enter in. There's Rosetta. What's going on, Rosetta? There's Mr. Roy. We got Mr. Roy. Hello. Hello. And I'll make sure that uh, I won't put anything on screen until uh, if y'all have any stuff that y'all need to hide or anything like that, as far as like names or anything, that y'all get that taken care of, because obviously I don't want anyone to have to worry about being doxxed or anything. If they see a Tina. Okay. So now you're just waiting on the two that couldn't join. We're waiting on a Laura. Okay, we got a K-Man. Okay. Oh, we're so close, everybody. We're just waiting on an Andrew Hoyle and a Laura. But I haven't seen Laura in the chat, so I don't know if she knows this or not. <laughs> okay. So, I think... Everything is okay. I think, maybe... Is there is there a Laura still in the chat? Is she still listening? Is still is she still watching? And Andrew Hoyle, 
are are you here as well and can jump into the discord again that should be on the left hand side chosen channel it's a voice channel and you should be able to join in oh i need to let me fix this real quick there we go so tina you should now be able to be heard Hello. Yes, there she is. Okay. I'm not hearing anything from <laughs> the two people that we did this for. So, uh we'll we'll just stay here though. We'll we'll stay here and let me now uh let me now just change the change the location of this and the thing with the flipper to floop. Uh and then I make this I guess a little bit bigger, I guess. I don't know. I've never done that before. I've never done oh. this through Discord before. Oh, happy day! Can you crop? Yeah, there's a pop. There's a pop. There's a pop out for it. There's a pop it's out. The, yeah, the bottom right uh, corner. Bottom right. You put your cursor. Ooh. Bottom. Okay. Yes. First. Yes. 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 Okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. Look at that. That's beautiful, everybody. That's beautiful. And by the way, Hunky Chunky is disappointed in you for letting me back in. Well, uh, <laughs> Hunky Chunky, I, I, all I can say is that uh, I'm not sorry at all. Um, Laura says that she jumped in but couldn't hear us. What? We can all hear each other, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If y'all all heard each other say yeah, then 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 I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. So as uh, people still figure that stuff out, and again, I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> I've tried. I've done everything that I possibly can at this point. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, Mr. Roy. So you said that you had watched Smokey and the Bandit that looks great on 4K. Universal does great jobs with their 4K releases, and I think that's where we were at. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, I think I watched the first twelve minutes of the new Space Jam movie and gave up. <laughs> uh, so, would would you say that the film wasn't good? No, it's awful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, this is not. Yeah, I gave up. Oh, <laughs> I don't really know who Alon James is, but his acting's really, really bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think people that are primarily known for their sports ball um, typically don't make the best actors, but that's not exclusively true because even though I wouldn't say that Michael Jordan was a good actor, um, I still enjoyed his performance in the original Space uh, Jam. I mean, at least he acts similar to the way he acts in commercials. Mm. It doesn't seem like LeBron James has done anything ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, it's, I don't. I didn't. I, I didn't made it. I, from what people are telling me, this movie's terrible, and I'm just not mm. gonna bother even trying to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Very nice. Very very nice. Um, let me see if I can do something real quick. Can I? I don't want to invite to server. How do I add people to the call manually? Can I do that? 
have no idea. I don't know. I'm technological idiots. I think there's an invite. It's in the bottom left corner. Okay. Let me pull up the window here. Let's see. Invite. Yeah, that's the server invite, though. Okay. Because like I was, I was thinking about that too, and I was like, so yeah, Laura said that she couldn't hear. Laura, did you go to the voice channel called Chosen Channel? It's not going to be in the Chosen of Valhalla text channel. So if you're on the left-hand side, you should be able to scroll down and click it to join. And then if you couldn't hear us, what you might just need to do is in your settings... Make sure that the output is your speakers or headphones, whatever it is, and that your input is is the correct microphone. Because I do know that there's sometimes issues with that if you don't have your input and output uh, labeled correctly, that 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 could happen. So, um, yeah, that's that's about the only technical advice that I can give mentally at this point. But I'm I'm so sorry, everybody, again for being so scatterbrained today. Um, but yeah, Mr. Roy, anything else that you wanted to talk about or share? Uh, no, I, okay. That's pretty much it. All right. Very, very cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Mr. Roy. I appreciate it. Let's go now to Rosetta Allen. Rosetta, what you been uh, working on? You've been watching anything or you've just been hard at work? Usually hard at work. Um, spent, still spending a lot of time hanging out with Richard and his mom while he gets everything sorted in life. But, um, kind of watch old movies and stuff like that. Playing some of the goofier old animes and stuff like that. But I'm trying to remember what stuff I've done lately, and my brain's like completely fraught. Well, uh, what what old movies sketch- have you been watching? That's what I'm trying to think of a moment here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my my short term memory really sucks. Sometimes. Yeah, I I feel that mine is terrible uh, all the it's time. It's not working today. I can't hardly remember the last month. <laughs> Um, mostly though, while he's watching stuff, I'm working on like the dragon behind me. I finished a few weeks ago and stuff like that. So, okay, nice. And then I got my little one to work on. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. It's kind of silly. Cause it's uh see, no, hear, no, speak, no evil done with dragons. Oh, nice. Let me see <laughs> if I can, cause this is all new technology for me. Technically. Let's see. Can I, there we go. There we go. And then I'm I just can... starting this one, so I've just gotten base stuff done on it. Yeah. Okay, nice. You want to hold that up to the to the camera a little closer? Ooh. It's so cute when it's done, though, with all the details. Nice. I like dragons. Dragons are pretty <laughs> Dragons are pretty cool. <clears throat> Anything else that you've been working on? Uh, I'm doing art streams mostly so sketches although half of them i wouldn't show on your air for um reasons for for reasons because they wouldn't be appropriate is is that what you're trying to say yes. <laughs> why are you doing inappropriate things inappropriate in your opinion mm, <laughs> i see how is all your projects going right now because you have a lot of projects going on. Uh, the uh, Eagle Book. What's going on with the Eagle Book? It's so close to done. I just have, I'm obsessively going over the last few pages and re-editing and changing layouts and stuff right now because I'm obsessive. Um, other than that, 
I admit I completely shortchanged myself on how long it was going to take for that. Not just because I had to take most of a year off, but because it is insane the amount of work that's actually involved in making a photo book. Hmm. And it's not just taking the photos. There's so much work between picking everything and laying it out and the designs and everything. And then I started doing research going, this is crazy. This is crazy. Get out of that shelf, you crazy cat. <sighs> I can see you in the camera. Get out. Uh Uh-oh. What was the kitty doing? Don't don't yell at the kitty. No, she's in my breakables. Oh, the... Oh. (laughs) Oh, look at that. (laughs) Kitty, what are you doing, kitty? No, kitty. Sorry, I I completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) Hey, I totally understand. And now the kitty's just like, I'm going to wag my tail at the window over here. As I leap. Little idiot. <laughs> is that ornery or Athena? That was Athena. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're normally yelling at ornery. Usually it's her. Yeah. Athena is supposed to be the well-behaved one, I thought. She's decided that this art room needs to be her gymnastic room. Hmm. Where she can do whatever she wants whenever she wants it. I feel like that's a typical thing of cat. I don't know. Like cats normally do that, as the hunk of chunky rightfully says. No kitty, it's very bad kitty. No kitty. <laughs> South Park reference for everyone that doesn't know. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, anything else that you want to share with us, Rosetta? Yeah, it's basically so. What I was saying is, it's right in that final stages of streaming when I can finishing it up, but it's that. Per- process um the sketches are going well the pinups are going well i'm going to be going back to the kansas city zoo and over to des moines zoo next week so show some other stuff to show off and post soon and if you get it get Get down athena right now down you see down only works on dogs no, because dogs are the best. Because dogs, she, it works on. No, it works on her. You saw her look right at me and go, "Oop!" It run down. But now she's scheming her next attempt. <laughs> Whereas a dog would come up to you and just go like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Give me a treat. I'm sorry." Because dogs are. Better. And then I would break out in hives. Yeah, there is that whole thing. But I still love my dogs. Plus, I don't have a good history with dogs. No. Then again, with the way your cats behave, do you (laughs) have a good history with cats? Crazy and try to break the house. But when I'm actually going through stuff, they're very loyal and protective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember, uh, I think it was last stream, where was it it Ornery or was it Athena that was cuddling up with you? No. It was ordering most of the time, and then Athena came up at the end because she was getting jealous. <laughs> but they were showing all that love and emotion. And that's also that Steve was sh- taking pictures of me this morning because I was laying in bed cuddled up, and Ornery was nuzzling all over me. Oh, that's just a sweet kitty. So, what do you think? Uh, when do you think the Eagle Book will be ready to go? I should have it finished in the next few days really and oh. i just need to go through and find somebody to do a proofread for me other than me okay 
I need to get a test printing done. And I need my husband to help me figure out what I have to fill out on all the go-go stuff because most of that stuff is just making my eyes go, I don't understand a freaking thing. Mm. <laughs> so it's mostly just the stuff I need to somehow get my husband to call his rear in here and help me with. <laughs> so one could say that you're at the final countdown? Should be, yeah. The final countdown. Do you know when that song came out, Rosetta? I'm not good with dates. Do you know what decade that song came out? I'm not good with dates. I just know I like the song. <laughs> you sh- you should be proud of me because I I'm pretty sure that's an '80s song. Seem about right. You should be proud of me for making an '80s reference. Is it an '80s movie? It's a it's a song. No, you you need more eighties movie knowledge. But se- Keck forty four says seventies. That song came out in the seventies. What? But it's, it sounds so eighties. The style sounds very late seventies to early eighties. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. That's where I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Punk Waddle is 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 gonna head out uh, in the chat, but I did want to. I had his uh, chat highlighted. Uh, because it was just so funny. So back when we were talking about uh, Thou Shall Not Fornicate, uh, Punk Waddle was like, and these words will ring forth in the halls of Valhalla. And I just thought that was funny. So shout out to you for that great comment. Well, very, very cool, Rosetta. Anything else you want to share? My brain ain't that functional today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're hard at work, I see. Always. The Hunky Chunky Monkey says 1986. So I feel like people uh, need need to get their stuff together when they put out dates in the chat. The Hunky Chunky could also be trolling me for all I know. He could be trolling you, but usually when it comes to citing information like that, he actually looks up and verifies. Mm-hmm. This is very true. So I am still proud that I was able to quote an 80s song to you. And with that being said, thank you again, Rosetta, for joining us. As always, appreciate you being here. We will now head over to the K-Man. The K-Man, how's it going? Good, sir. Doing pretty good. Nice. What you been up to? Um, mostly working on a book that I've been working on and uh, up and back and forth between that and doing a... Uh, whenever I do release the book, I'm going least like a mini soundtrack to go with it okay nice so is it gonna be like an audiobook or like an actual like soundtrack uh it'll be uh it'll be two separate things but uh it'll be a book will be available both physical and digital okay then i'll have like a soundtrack that uh or album that be released like spotify apple music stuff like that that will be based off the book interesting has that ever because i always know because whenever movies get released you know you always have the soundtracks you have the scores that come out for it have have books ever been able to have that is a band a while back that actually did where they designed um different albums to be listened to in the background of different parts of certain novels Mm -hmm. that they loved and it was all based in like dark mythology books and stuff like that. It was called Wild Path. Mm-hmm. 
And so it was literally designed, so play this track when you're reading this section so you can have the suspense hit as you hit the places and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. But nice. usually, no, that's not usually done. Nice. Very, very cool. We have a Laura. I made it. I did it. Laura did it. it. <laughs> What's going on? It was at the point I was like, look, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get into this call. <laughs> I figured it out. That's Thank what you I was so feeling too. I was like, I have to make this work. <laughs> Come back to your conversation. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for being here. I'm just, I'm excited to know that it worked. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, then that's interesting though, about having an album get released with the book. And so, yeah, apparently, uh, Rosetta was saying that that has happened before. Um, what kind of, cause I think you've mentioned before the genre of the book, but what's the genre of the music going to be in conjunction with the book? Um, the, pretty much a little bit of everything uh it pretty much what i've done is i've as i've gone along like uh scenes in the book that i uh my mind i could hear music playing in the background Mm -hmm. and the music is basically be based on what's going on in that particular moment uh because of the fact that I've been moving more towards rockish style music, and there might, there's mostly going to be that, but there'll be might hear something that sounds a little bit like might be a hip hop song because it's a mm. as of right now all the music that I have done for it, which I've come up with, I think for um, so far is all going to be mostly like instrumental score type deals. Okay. Nice. How many songs are going to be on the album, you think? Uh, as of right now, uh, it's probably just going to be like a mini soundtrack, probably like a, maybe six songs. Uh, unless the way my mind works, it, it may end up being more. But as of right now, it's feeling like about six. Okay. It, is he, Are you going to have it work where you're going to have like songs associated with certain chapters uh, or like scenes or sequences, or is it just gonna, um, just kind of just be it's it's gonna be it's like its own thing, but it's inspired by the book. Um, mostly, it's gonna be inspired, but I do use a little bit of uh, like there's been at least two of them that I've done where like when there's an action scene, then music played could fit well. Like if you was actually sitting there watching it on screen, you could actually visualize the was going on because of the music nice okay so you think that a, a lot of people would like kind of just not like i guess for me like when i think about like album and book going together like some like part of me is like i wonder if you should have like a, a moment in the book where you like start track two or like start track one or put track one on loop during this section to kind of like because i could totally see this being a very a much more like immersive experience i guess um in in that having uh that that kind of connection i don't know that's that's, that's like what what where mind go, where my mind goes with it when i hear about album and and book coinciding with each other i think about how you remember how they used to have like it was like the vhs games where it'd be like you could play a game and you'd be like pause here you know fast forward here rewind there and then there were books too where you could read it and go on different adventures by you know going back and forth i'm kind of wondering it's like if that was a way you could make it work too with the book of having being like 
might be a good time to listen to track track, track three or something like that. You could definitely do something like that. Like you want to put like at the beginning of the book where like whenever you see this symbol in your uh, graph or whatever, that's whenever to hit it or something like that. Definitely could work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds really cool though. I think uh, because I just haven't ever myself seen a, a lot of that done. It's unique. Uh, I think that it could totally be something that could be in certain ways revolutionary, good sir. So I, I hope that it all uh, goes the way that goes the way that you have it planned. Hopefully so. If everything works out, then hopefully the book itself will be out sometime next year. Hopefully nice. no later than like the they like hopefully not no later than the second quarter of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're planning on having it be like book and album release at the same time? Yeah. Nice. Very, very cool. Um, you also, I don't know if we mentioned it last time or not. I think it's happened since the last time that we, we all talked. Uh, but you finally did have the the walk where you were able to raise money uh, for suicide uh, suicide awareness. How'd that go? It uh, went pretty well. Uh, actually ended up meeting the goal that I was at. Uh, what I understand in total of everybody, because uh, not just here, because they, they had to walk all over the country, but uh, total of, I think it was like 150,000 people, they raised roughly about a million dollars. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. And uh, pretty much what we did is, since everything's been different because of the pandemic and all, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't like the regular walk that they normally would do where everybody gathers around in one spot. So they started out with like a little online uh, thing to where everybody around the country could pretty much meet. And then after that, you could go out and do the walk with yourself or with other people that you might know, like people that see you in your household or whatever. And so we ended up walking the whole 16 miles that day. Wow. Were you pretty tired by the end of it? Let's put it this way. I did not really move too much the next day. <laughs> I, I, pretty, I, I pretty much, uh, I, for the first time in a long time, I was actually lazy for one day. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like after doing something like that, it's like you deserve to be able to have that lazy day. <laughs> yeah, because you're looking at, on average, uh, walk. Cause especially with work, I'm usually walking around anywhere from like six miles a day. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at, I was doing four times that for just one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even just like, because you, you have to have to take into account distance, but then also the amount of time as well. So it's like yeah. this is like double whammy of not just distance, but then also the amount of time that it takes to do that distance. So. Uh, I, I've said this before, man, but seriously, kudos to you for, for doing such an amazing uh, an amazing thing to to help raise awareness and to help people going through uh, these very difficult situations. And then the f- funny thing about it was that for the first time ever, because when you're looking at temperatures around here, usually don't even get into like the late 70s or 80s until probably like end of July, ma- mainly beginning of August. For that, just for that one week alone, that's whenever it decided to hit record breaking 105 degrees that day. Oh my goodness gracious! 
I I I couldn't do that because <laughs> I don't work well in heat, let alone in heat that I'm sure it was a beautiful sunny day. Yeah, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. <laughs> when, when you actually needed one. <laughs> See, yeah, my fair Irish skin would have like burnt to a crisp, and then I also would have just been very uncomfortable with that heat. But that just <laughs> that just makes me appreciate the work that you did even more, man. Uh, w- would you say that you sweat like buckets or? Uh, would would that not be a fair assessment? Not uh, it takes a lot for me to sweat. Uh, really, pretty much, it, it takes a lot for me to feel heat. Truthfully, but uh, oh. I, I was literally soaking that day. Wow, yeah. Are you one of those persons where like you rarely ever sweat? Pretty much, <sighs> you're the worst kind of person. Oh yeah, I never sweat. Yeah, Odin. I thought I was the worst kind of person. I'm the one that always gets excommunicado. This is true. However, last night we did excommunicado someone else in the community because they they dared to mention hamburger and pineapple together. It was disgusting. Chicken and pineapple together, yes. Hamburger and pineapple, no. I could see chicken and pineapple. That that I can see. Ter- teriyaki chicken burgers are awesome. Mm. But no, not on hamburger. I don't like it. No. no. Nope, nope, nope. And you know I'm a pineapple fan. We argue about that. Yes. Yes. But the, the palate has to match each other. It has to have the right kind of combination. Otherwise. Yeah, which is why pizza and pineapple don't work together. I'm glad that we could. I'm so glad that we could. I'm so glad that we could establish that fact. No. No. Nice try. (laughs) Uh, As Laura just put in the chat, fruited meat is kind of ill. Uh, uh, Yeah. No. I would agree. No, I'll disagree with that. You know what's always so weird to me, though, is like whenever, especially the talk about pizza comes up is like it's still so hard for me to admit that tomato is a fruit. That's just such a weird concept for me. Vegetable. I know. It should be, but it's not. It has seeds, so technically it's a fruit. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm just like, I still can't quite accept it. Because you think about salads, right? And you think about salads are typically all veggies. And the only real exception to it, unless you have a fruit salad, is the, the the tomato. I don't know. Anyone else ever wonder about that question about or that? Or you get summer salads where they mix a little strawberry or raspberry into all the toppings. Mm. When I'm when I'm really uh, uh, intoxicated and I just kind of look at it and go, hmm, what is this? Why is this a fruit and not a vegetable? <laughs> These weirdest stories always are when I was intoxicated or when I was high. That was I just love that. Sometimes when I'm I intoxicated, I ask these big questions of life. <laughs> like questions. why is a tomato? <laughs> as long as oh you remember God. that there is no spoon. <laughs> that the cake is a lie. Um <laughs> Oh, that's great. Did you know that uh, Subway bread is technically cake? Well, no. Their bread's really? horrible and cake is horrible, so yes. It has so much sugar in it, it's technically cake. <gasps> I'm glad I haven't eaten Subway since I retired. <laughs> no wonder and uh, ta- ta- tacos are labeled as sandwiches, so there you go. 
what? Oh. Yeah, ta- tacos are legally sandwiches. That's what? that's the limit of my food knowledge right Tacos are tacos, or as I like to say, tacos. I, I do realize tacos don't even have a top. They're just a big shell with a bunch of stuff heaped on them, right? If what? you ever want to get into some fascinating legal stuff, the food, yeah. food legal stuff, like what is a cake and what is a sandwich, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting reading the way that they break it down. Is this actually like, is there like a food legal book or something? Oh, it's my paralegal program my professor had us look up all these interesting cases about like is a hot dog a sandwich there was a case about this yes I Did think someone, wait pretty... so wait so someone sued somebody over this uh yeah you know it's like regulations and stuff like oh you know, okay 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 a hot dog stand versus a sandwich stand versus some of it's just like <laughs> really really ridiculous so is it so is a hot dog considered a sandwich oh i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so, I think so. That's so funny to me, like that that the standard for a hot dog stand could be different than the standard for a taco stand because one like, would be considered literally a sandwich while the other one right. might not be. Yeah, it's like bread meat bread sandwich. I mean, that's <laughs> that would be my argument. <laughs> and then you feel bad for for the halal carts up in New York because it's like what what in the world are they gonna be considered because you have it where it could be a sandwich because they sometimes put it into you know tortillas, but then sometimes you get it in a bowl. So, so who knows who knows <laughs> uh, i wonder if the supreme court has ever had to weigh in on a decision like that i would love to know oh, if there's wow. like supreme court precedent like that's been established tacos are sandwiches <laughs> nine oh decision it's the law oh, i don't of the think land. it ever got that high but some of them yeah i've reached like the state you know state supreme court state as far supreme. as stuff like that oh, <laughs> It's like when you go into crazy laws that states have, and then you realize, like, your state legislature had to actually write the law, debate the law, and vote on the law to have it passed. And then add on top of that, it only had to be passed because someone asked the question or someone violated Like, there's uh, a law in... I forgot what state it's in, but it's still an act of law, and it's like a very – it's a local one, and it's that you cannot mow the lawn on Saturdays without a shirt on. Like, it's that specific. Like, like you can – Florida where you can't tie a giraffe to a meter. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. That. that's another one, yeah. <laughs> Do remember that they kept a lot of the Puritan laws on the book. So going back to the whole fornication thing earlier, mm-hmm. most sex positions are illegal in most states still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still some stuff where it's like, yeah, there's still laws against what you do in the privacy of your own home. And you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know care. about that. I don't care what they think, but it's really funny that that technically is still illegal in most of these places. Yeah. I prefer the the more ridiculous ones, like, as you mentioned, the giraffe to a meter and uh, and apparently also that you can't call a taco uh, stand uh, or rather you have to call a taco a sandwich. I'm googling that right now. <laughs> I would love to know if there's a fine for running a is restaurant. I have a question here, guys. Yeah, what you got? So they're claiming that tacos are sandwiches, but how are they trying to define Indian tacos, which technically were around before the ones in Mexico? Oh. Which is literally a giant flatbread of fry bread that was made of maize, heaped in all the taco goodies. Oh, a taco is not a sandwich. Oh. Uh, Bruce just put something, and I'll highlight it when it pops up. Uh, so Bruce says this. 
Uh, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, being the foremost authority on hot dogs and sausages, declared in 2015 that a hot dog is not a sandwich. <laughs> this is from March 16th of 2017. And apparently there is a National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Um, where is this council and how can I join it is what I want to know. I kind of want to be a... Uh, you know how they have all the different members in, in like, Congress and stuff? Like, they have the, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, the minority party Uh-oh. member. Uh, the, oh, what are they called? The, um, the something member. Ranking member. So, I want to be the ranking member on the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. That's what I want. Oh my goodness, this is so crazy. And Alex McCarthy, I totally agree, yes. Best law, no pineapple on pizza. Yep, it's a law. In Asgard, it is a law. And uh, yes, Tina asked the question, what about heroes? Yeah, that was I was saying, the halal stands uh, in New York, right? Because the big thing that they sell there are heroes as well. And um, by the way, do y'all, do y'all say, do y'all call it heroes or do y'all call it gyros? We call it gyros here but okay. i think studying greek that's not how it's said but i'd have to go look it up yeah a couple of different ways to pronounce it yeah i can find is actually euro which is between the two yeah because in new so york used to call it yeah go ahead k-man i was gonna say back whenever i used to work for a greek style restaurant they uh that's what they were calling them yeah because in New York, it, it was always referred to by a lot of the New York like commuters that I was friends with up there. They would always call it heroes, and so that's how I always knew it. Or I guess year. Okay, someone's coming in with a with a with a call here. Euro. Okay. Euro. That's what I just said. Yeah, but I, I don't listen to you all the time, so I was looking at the. Ch- <laughs> that is the correct pronunciation. Is euro between the two? So I'm gonna say euro. You're saying Euro. I'm saying Euro. That's the same pronunciation. No, it's not. Euro puts the stress somewhere else than Euro. <laughs> Tina singing. Tina singing. Oh, Tina singing. <laughs> you bingo. You say Euro. I say Euro. <laughs> By the My way, I had no idea that there was, uh, that that was a song. The whole potato, potato. Oh my god! I was watching. Um, oh, what was I watching? I it was I, it was some old school film, and that yes. song started started playing. It's like you say yes. potato, I say potato, and I was like, what? Oh my god! I've got so much. What did I tell somebody in the chat last night? We were laughing about Odin's recollection about <laughs> movies, and I said, in the words of Jeff of uh, Jeff. Clamp it on the Beverly Hillbillies. Anytime Jeffro would do something silly, he'd say, I've got to have a long talk with that boy. <laughs> so I've got to have a long talk with you, Odin. I feel like there's a lot of long talks that need to be had with me on a wide variety of issues. <laughs> All right. But anyway, we were still uh, the caveman. Uh, was there anything else that you were working on or wanted to mention? Maybe movies or anything like that you've been watching? I've watched a few movies. Okay, since yeah. Since the last time. So I get the main one out of the way, the, the yeah. one that's going to take the least amount of talking. Uh, mm. 
And of course, like uh, Mr. Roy was talking about earlier, was uh, I seen Tomorrow War, and so what are your thoughts even though on that? I did it and eventually uh, finish it eventually, but in the first five minutes, I did pause it and was wondering what I was getting into when that <laughs> right it's right after the part where they were telling everybody that they needed to come to the future to save the world or something. Yeah. Because that's when my brain stopped and I was like, okay, so these people are going to the future. It wasn't until later on that you found out why they were picking certain people to go to the future. But at that point in time, you didn't know and you send there like, okay, so you send these people to the future, something happens to them, regardless if it's just an entry or if they died, then they were supposed to have done something between then and that time period. And now because of them injured or dying or whatnot, they can't do it. So that would tell the future went that that's whenever I had to pause it for a minute. I was like, okay, do I continue on mm-hmm. and hopefully they explain it or stop it right there. But yeah, I went ahead and finished it. So, okay, man, what got me was that one of the first things that you said, because the way you worded it was said, yeah, I finished it eventually. And I was like, Oh, that already t- tells me a lot. about <laughs> What do you have to say? Yeah. I eventually completed the movie. It's like, Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, and I agreed with a lot of what both you and Mr. Roy was saying. That, uh, like you said, I mean, pretty much I'll give them credit for uh, the visual effects because the monsters did end up turning out pretty decent for. Yeah. But yeah, as far as storyline and all goes, uh, just that you should have sat down and thought about that a little bit more before trying to go into production. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's one of those things where it really, I think, could have been a really fun movie because there is a lot of fun to be had, especially with the cast. Like, the, I thought the cast was really good. The creature design was very good. You know, the CGI, it was already going to not be up there because it's a, a lower budget movie. And that that was always going to be the case. But they could have at least gotten a well-developed story. And I think if they had taken that time, as you said, you know, to, to get that right, I think it would be a movie that I would, because I went in wanting to love it. You know, I, I went in wanting to love it because, hey, I just like everyone else, I like Chris Pratt. I think that he just seems like such a good dude. I think he gets a lot of hate in Hollywood. And so obviously I want to support him um, because a lot of actors right now are being, you know, canceled left and right. And, I think it's important to support actors who are falling into those uh, positions. But at the same time, I'm just not going to be able to sit back and, you know, listen to a story that is clearly not well developed and put together. Definitely agree. Movies, I mean, uh, I give them props for trying, but I just... the end of the day, it's one of those ones that just have no reason to rewatch it or mm-hmm. see anything that comes after it or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Were you able to watch anything else though? Maybe a little bit better. A couple. Of, uh, there was a movie called uh, Shadow. It was a 2018 movie. Uh, it was 
two, two hundreds or something like that. Mm. That's a. There's about three kingdoms that uh. They don't show all three kingdoms. They just talk mainly talk about the two that uh, is about them trying to. Or a certain city that had a wall around it that. Something like the. China, something similar to it. Is this Basically, the is this the movie that had the really cool uh poster design artwork like the black and white style? Well, that's the thing about it, is that uh movie itself looks like it's black and white. It's technically all color. Yeah. It's just they use that type of shading to to where mainly you see black and white and the only real color that pops other than that is red like if somebody's cut. Yeah. Because isn't it that the people are still are still in color, but it's like the environment and all, everything around them is in black and white? Yes. Or are they also black and white as well? Yeah. They're a little bit... They, they have a little bit more color to them than the yeah. background. Uh, it's like the visuals and the choreography is all great. The, the story is uh, pretty good. Uh, it could have been a little bit better, but it, it's nothing like... Is like you sit there and say, "No, nah, I don't want to see it." Yeah, I mean, overall, I probably would give it maybe like a seven as far as everything in total. Yeah, yeah, especially like they don't. It, well, they like if you read reviews, a lot of people are upset because based off the trailer, they's figuring it was going to be this action-packed mm. uh, fight thing. But it, even though they do have fight scenes in it. They mainly fo- focus on the story itself, but the, yeah, because I remember the, when that when that film was like coming out, or uh, I, I remember getting that film recommended, and one of the caveats that the people recommending it added was that it definitely is not like the trailers, like it's definitely not uh, <clears throat> what the trailer presents it to be, and that it is a lot better, more so from an artistic lens than from an actual like action movie type lens. So. Uh, yeah, that's why it's kind of gotten a lot of mixed reviews because I think, as you mentioned, it, a lot of people had very different interpretations of what it was going to look like. That, well, that was a good thing about I never did actually watch the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. I had just uh, I came across it looking at something else and uh, have something different to watch. I decided to check it out. Yeah. The reason why I could give it a little bit better grading than most people, but... uh. I will admit that uh, it does uh, it's slow at first, build, trying to build up to everything. The only thing that I don't really care too much about is they they gotta get have a got you on the audience, so they throw in too many twists in it. They'll sit there and be like, "Yeah, this is this is going on," but then two seconds later, you got something else that makes it a completely different story. But then a minute later you have something else that you're like, okay, we get it. You, you want to try to subvert people's reactions, but because me personally, they could have cut it off shorter than what they actually did. Oh, how long, how long is the actual runtime of the film? 
if I remember correctly, I think it might have been right at the two-hour mark. Okay, all right. So not too long, but it was longer than it needed to be. Uh, you pretty much, because whenever one scene happened, I was like, okay, this this is the end of it. And when I looked to see the time left, it said I still had 30 minutes, and I couldn't figure out what they were planning on doing for that 30 minutes. <laughs> I think that's kind of also how the Tomorrow War went for me, too. Because, like, the movie gets to an ending point around an hour and 45. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's you're like, wait a minute. It's, it's got, we still got 30 minutes left. What are they going to do? And then it's like, oh, great. 30 more minutes. Yay. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, if they if they cut it off right then, then other than that, I mean, yeah. I had no real problem with that movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very cool. Uh, anything else that you were able to watch? I guess I talk about two more uh, things. Uh, was a uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, Finally saw Monster Hunter. What was your What were your thoughts? It's kind of mixed. Yeah. Because uh, I going into it, I didn't really know too much about it. I, I, as far as like the game that it was based off of, I, mm-hmm. I didn't find out too much. Because after watching it, I decided to look to it because a uh, couple what I talked to they they didn't really have high regards for just because of the fact that they had played the game and to them it basically main character the hunter is not actually the main character he's oh. more of a more of a character so more of a sporting character is that what you said it's kind of a main character, but not because the main character, because from what I understand, the whole military part of it was not in the game. They just threw that in just to have something different in the movie. Because mm-hmm. whenever, cause whenever uh. you first start watching it, it starts out like you would see like the video game where you have like, you, you see this uh, like old ship going across the sands and you're like okay this, this looks like it could be an interesting movie and then you turn around and uh and jump over to real world the uh, military looking for a missing unit mm. then they end up getting swept into this storm slash thunderstorm that sends them to the other world okay so the big question that I have, because uh, this was a film, for those that are not aware, it, there was a lot of controversy controversy around it in China because there was an apparently very offensive joke in the film. Does the joke remain in the movie? Nah, they cut it out. Really? Uh, the place that I've heard that, I don't know if it's still there or not, but at the time of its release on digital, the... Uh, that anybody could see it was uh on Google's uh digital thing but all all other uh outlets had cut it out. Wow, so even the actual like physical Blu-ray DVD copies those will not have that joke in there? No, I'm not sure I haven't had a chance to watch the Blu-ray version oh, or the 4K version. I I do have the physical copy but I haven't Okay. Came well, with the physical and digital. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, if you ever do get a chance to put the physical copy on, let me know if that's still in there. Yeah, it's it's one of those jokes, too, where it's not it really isn't for me. I don't really see how it can. I don't see how it's that offensive unless you connect it to like an old thing, like an old saying that people would say when they were kids. But for those that don't know that the joke was what kind of knees are those? And then the joke is Chinese. It. That's what was so offensive. What kind of knees are those? Uh, Chinese. I mean, and I immediately I'm like, that just I don't think that the person who wrote that joke thought, oh, I'm gonna uh, try to offend and be mean to this entire group of people. It's like, no, it's like that just is a logical thing that makes sense. It's not even that good of a joke, really, when you think about it. Um, but then the only other thing I could think of was the old, you know, Chinese, Japanese, right? You know, you always heard that when you were kids. But then I was like, I don't know if that would have existed in China, though. Like, that seems like a, kind of an American expression. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why the Chinese, because uh, really it's not the Chinese people. It's the Chinese Communist Party that would have been offended by it. Um, and why that would actually have been the case. That didn't make any sense to me, that whole controversy. No telling. Doesn't make yeah. sense. That's just complete pansy stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You're not sure. allowed to say pansy either. So. No. <laughs> Unless her yeah, name is pansy. Every day, I get canceled every day. <laughs> it's a and daily occurrence in my dragon. world. Look at the dragon. progress so far on the center one. Hold on. Let me see if I can expand it out. Boom. Nice. Hey, oh, I gotta head out. Oh, okay. Anything else you want to say or shout out before you go? Uh, I don't have anyone to shout out this month, unfortunately. Okay. Um, shout out yourself. Yeah. Shout, shout out myself. To, shout out to Mr. Roy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have an Instagram, but I don't have nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow me, but that you might not find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Roy, thank you for being here, though. And, and shout out to and huge shout to Mr. Roy. You're awesome, man. Thank you again for being here and for all the support. And hey, if we're still going on and you're able to jump back on, feel free to jump back in. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I got to head to uh, work. I oh, no. Working. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> start night shifts. Oh, no. And this is a 12 hour one, right? Oh. Yeah. This is all 12 hours, four oh. days. Good luck. Oh, my gosh. Take <laughs> yeah. care. Have a good one, Mr. Too. Roy. Bye. Bye. Oh, he's gone so quickly. So gone. He's gone so quickly, so, so quickly. Come and go so quickly here. <laughs> it takes us so long to get here, but we can leave so quickly. Uh, I'm glad that no one else appreciated my joke, but hey, that's fine, I guess. You know, it's fine. It is what it is. It takes oh, us, suck it up. It takes us a while to get here, but... <laughs> I guess screw me, I, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, but you still, me and Rosa, you're going to have to have a long talk with you. We've already. What? About what? What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? About, your, about not knowing about potato, potato. About tomato, not knowing tomato. that was a song I knew of. Yes. It. I just didn't know it was a song. <sighs> in fact, you know right. what? I I saw it in because <laughs> if you want to be really mad at me, I, I, hadn't, wa- I hadn't heard that song because I think. It's a song in uh, When Harry Met Sally. And that was the first time I had heard it as a song. And also it was the first time I had seen When Harry Met Sally. And that was just a couple weeks ago. 
Oh, okay, because I haven't seen Harry Met Sally since it came out on home video, and I didn't like it, and I never paid attention to it ever again. Yeah. A lot of people got I, mad old at me. Song, when that movie yeah. came out, I tried to watch about 10 minutes of it, turned it off, and rolled my eyes. I, 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 there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but then I was critical of, of some of the elements in it. But it's so funny because so many people were mad at me for my criticisms. Like one, one of them was like, why are you such a prude? And I'm like, uh, have you not watched me before? <laughs> Cause I complain about a lot of this stuff in a lot of entertainment these days. So I'm not going to let the old stuff get away with it either. Um, <laughs> I just, it was why a, are you such a prude? Catholic school teacher yeah kind of can't get away from it people Uh, come on that'd be so funny um how far apart from you on the scale of prude view would you put me prude view um if i'm a 10 (laughs) like if i'm a 10 out of 10 prude you'd probably be like a negative (laughs) five so if i can understand you know based on what your job, who you are in your faith, and the way you interpret your faith—that you are more modest in that stuff—and I can accept it. Why can't other people? Well, also too, because it's also like you mentioned, like the teacher thing. It's like, yeah, all I need is a, a student to be like, yeah, you see, he's totally fine with this movie and this story and what this. It'd be like, oh, yeah, mm. but anyway. Yeah, 10 out of 10 on the prude scale. I'd rather have prudes teaching children than these degenerates that we have out there doing crap around kids right now. Degeneration. Because we don't don't get it. That's as a degenerate. I'm not going to teach kids that stuff. And Rosie brought to your attention that that song was in an Astaire Rogers musical. Oh, yeah. I saw it. And she said that y'all are conspiring. Yes, we are. I don't like conspiracy. Conspiracy. Anyway. Two, over two years trying to get you to learn more 80s stuff. And the best you can do is pull out a song that you think might be in the 80s. And I've it was in the about, 80s. And wait, it was. No, no, wait, I have been nagging you about movies for two, hey, over two hey, years. Hey, don't no, no. you. Referencing an 80s song. Forget not about me. For not knowing anything about the 80s movies. This is from a movie. <laughs> that is from the 80s. 80s. Singing <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, I'm flashing back. Oh, that's great. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Come on. You're welcome. What happened in it? Come on. In the Breakfast Club? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A bunch of kids had detention and danced around. And, <laughs> and they thought they were stuff. different. And then by the end, they realized that they were all really the same. Yeah, my mother made me look at that. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm going You're, you're, you're I'm using going that home. as you're out. you got to at least know something about it. To use that it is exactly what the film off. does, though. They are all outcast in some way or another. And so they all think that they're I, different because I there's know. the jock. There's uh, everything that's going on. In it. Uh, my point is that's why I asked. Because if you're going to use that as your excuse, I have to at least ask if you actually know anything about it. I'm not going to claim that I've seen a movie when I haven't seen it. I'm not that kind of a person. <laughs> well, technically, you didn't say you saw it. You just said this is from a movie in the 80s. It is. And I named it. It's a breakfast club. <laughs> I'm going to give you so much crap because I can't. And because... Gordon Bombay's <laughs> in that movie. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I'm going to call him Gordon Bombay. Are you going to use one Dr. movie to try to get yourself out of I know his name is Emilio Estevez. I just, I, I, in my mind, because I grew up with him as Gordon Bombay, he will always be Gordon, Gordon Bombay. You know they have an uncle who is in the, I'm not even going to call it B-rated, but like C, D, E, and F movies. <laughs> Oh, another Estevez or uh Yeah, he shows up in some of those MST three K movies oh, and he's ter- he's terrible. We see where the uh we see where all the talent went. <laughs> <laughs> Did not go in their direction. <laughs> no. I think his name is Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez? Yeah. Yeah, but he would be His name is Joe. What's the, da- what's the dad's name? Um his acting name. Oh my goodness. Why am I blanking out on it? Because uh, there's Emilio Estevez and then his crazy brother. Sheen. And then Sheen. Okay, he would be Martin Sheen's brother. Yeah. And we see where all the talent went. Yeah. All I, anytime I think about Martin Sheen, you know what comes to mind? Mm-mm. The Goonies. <laughs> when he's finding all the change... And then he's like t- naming all the presidents, and then he goes, uh, "Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen, that's President <laughs> Kennedy, you idiot." Well, same difference. I mean, he played Kennedy once. <laughs> oh, he did. That's right, he did. Uh, I love that movie. Speaking of films that I enjoy from Richard Donner, that I never knew I enjoyed from Richard Donner, The Goonies. Oh, The Goonies, yeah. Yeah. What a great film. Anyway, K-Man, any other, any other movies? That... K-Man, he's like, hello. He's like, hello, hello. I was talking about my movies, man. Yeah, you good? Hey, always get to learn a little bit something extra or so. What? Always, always. Good. Oh, my God. Did you have anything else, though, that you uh, wanted to talk about? Only, only other thing I've seen, uh, not technically a movie, but I did see it at theaters, was... Uh, a documentary called uh, Final Account. Hmm. It's about the last living uh, members of uh, Hitler's Reich. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, pretty much is talking about it was they were kids when it started mm. and uh, how they became uh, indoctrinated into be, uh, going into the service and whatnot and Helping uh, Hitler do whatever, and uh, it's a it's a interesting thing. Uh, from what I understand, they they actually started the documentary, I think, back in two thousand eight, but it wasn't finished and released until the last within the last year or two. That's interesting could, to me because you know, especially when you whenever we talk about World War Two, we you know always always will mention you know survivors of the concentration camps, but it's interesting to hear about people who are on like the, the evil side, you know, it's just kind of interesting to think that there are people who have survived that too. Um, obviously in this case, people who were kids at the time. And so, as you mentioned, right in doctrine, but that's, that sounds incredibly interesting. It was, uh, they talked to a few people, uh, they had one guy is uh, talking about how, how much the indoctrination was that uh, it got to a point that 
they trusted the teachers that were teaching them this stuff more than they were their parents. Like their parents wow. would say, no, nah, this is not a good thing. They would actually turn their parents into for talking against. Oh, wow. And, and uh, and like you have one guy here, uh, he was talking about, I guess it must have been like a farm or something that at least that's what it looked like mm-hmm. where his family was living. And they would have like the Jews and whatnot sneaking onto the property trying to hide. And his, when they would find out about it, would actually turn these people in. And you could see, and you could see it in mannerisms and hear it in his voice that he wished that they never would have done it. Mm. But then you had my else that was a complete opposite. And he, this guy was sitting there talking about he don't blame Hitler for any of it. He's, he's like, whoa, the wow. push. He's like, yeah, they, he don't, he don't really agree with any like killing or anything. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they should have, they should have pushed the Jews to another country and gotten rid of them that way. But he does not blame Hitler. He's like, yeah, Hitler was just doing what was necessary. Basically, to, is what he's saying. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, that instilled in everything, all the propaganda and whatnot. That to the to this day, they still hold yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, you're looking at he's what in his 80s or 90s oh or something like goodness. that, and he still believes that strong in it. Different stories from different people about how they uh, go to like whenever they went into service, they had to take different jobs. Like some of them had to go to the camps and stuff like that, and they what happened and how it was one of those deals where you really weren't allowed to talk about anything mm. like you might have whispers here and there of people amongst each other but you ought to say anything out loud about what was going on oh yeah well, i mean when you go back into history you know if you ask a lot of kids who don't know their history you know, why did we fight World War II and everything like that? One of their first reactions is going to be, oh, because of the concentration camps. It's like, nah, that we didn't find that out until later and and really much later when you think about it. Um, but yeah, it's just always fascinating to hear these different accounts and everything. But that's fascinating also to have people who were a part of, you know, Hitler's army and having very different perspectives on that and also showing how indoctrination can have a, such a hold on people to the point of it lasting almost their entire life. That's, that's just, that's really creepy. And what was, what was the name of that documentary again? Final account. Final account. Okay. Interesting. Was that available in like a regular theater or was it like a specialized theater that was showing it? In a, it was at a Regal theater. It was Regal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds like something that, especially for anyone who is, you know, World War II, um, you know, history buff kind of person, seems like it would be an interesting thing to watch. Definitely. It was worth uh, sitting down and watching at least one time, if not more. I mm-hmm. mean, truthfully, because, uh, that actually came out a good while back, but because 
especially here, we just now recently gotten somewhat back to normal to where you don't have to have mask in certain places and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. uh, so they decided to play it here to give people here a chance to actually watch it. And unfortunately it was only in the theater for like maybe a week or two before it got taken out. But if, yeah, yeah if you can, if somebody can find it online or if there's a blue out there, I would definitely recommend yeah. at least checking it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the sad truth about uh, documentaries is that they uh, typically do not do very well. Um, and Rhaegar Targaryen, I see you ask, uh, it's called The Final Account. So it's The Final Account. And uh, But yeah, I was saying, it's sad that a lot of times documentaries, especially the ones that really probably should be getting more attention. Like, it's amazing how documentaries like that, which to me sound incredibly fascinating and incredibly important, um, don't get a lot of recognition, but then you look at what gets nominated at the Oscars and, and what gets a lot of screen time in theaters and everything. And you're just like, ah, you know, why would I want to watch that nonsense when I have something that's a lot more interesting? Uh, and again, even in itself has a lot of things to say about the, the concept of indoctrinization, a doctor, indoctrin, indoctrinate, indoctrinate. Oh my gosh. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Um, but anyway, uh, indoctrination and how, how powerful of a tool that is for good and evil. And in this case, obviously, for, for very much for evil. Okay, man. Thank you all. Thank you for sharing. Okay, now, Rhaegar asked what was the title yeah. of the movie again. I said it already, Tina. You weren't listening. <laughs> what? Well, I was listening. <laughs> and I'm trying to talk to the chat. Don't, don't. <laughs> Repeat it, please. It's called the final account. I'm dipping. You leaving? Yeah, I gotta try to take care of something real quick. Okay, if you uh, need to jump back on, you know, you know how to do it. Yeah, trouble people. Wait, what was that? I said, stay out of trouble. Of course, I will never stay out of trouble. But if you can't jump back on, (laughs) if if you can't jump back on, where can people follow you and uh, support your work? Look for Rosen and Queen One over at Twitter. I do a lot of the posting and promotion for people there. If you're over here on YouTube, just look for Eagle Rider and look for the girl with cat ears and a tail riding an eagle for the Avatar. Nice. Um, please try to get me some, some some hours because I am over 900 at this point. So I need to try to get up there. Boom. And other than that, you guys stay out of trouble and behave. Have a good day. Do the very best we can. Love you. Thank you for being here. And again, make sure that you subscribe to her over at the Eagle Rider. Thank you. And uh, K-Man, thank you again for sharing that information with us. All right. Let's go ahead and go to Laura. Laura, <laughs> how's it been going? Hi, I made it. You made, made it. it. You're here. Here. Oh, I'm good. I'm sorry you've had such a bad week. Sounds like a lot going on at your place. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things. To the point where at one point I had an eight ounce bottle of formula and knocked it to the ground. Oh, no. And there I was just like, why? Why is this week so bad? Just so many random things happening. No, it does. It all seems to happen all at the same time. Yeah. 
how how has your week been i i assume much better than mine oh no not at all no (laughs) no no my um my niece has been using uh i gave her an old car an old honda that we had um you know she's a student she's trying to get through life and Mm -hmm. all and got a little job up at the local grocery store so she's been driving this uh used honda that i have got stolen the other day (gasps) No, uh, right out of the parking lot. We we're just like, how does that happen? Oh, my <laughs> it's like goodness. all these people around going to the grocery store. <laughs> wow. So was uh, it? I guess it was. It was broken into. Yeah, it's you okay. know, Hondas are like one of the most popular cars to be stolen for some reason. So I think it's, it's since you mentioned it was an older Honda. It's because older Hondas, especially, were built very well, and so they last a long time. And I think that makes them a lot more valuable, especially even in like resale market. So that actually kind of makes sense to me. But uh-huh. I ask about the breaking in though, because I had a student who had a, his car stolen once. Um, but it's kind of hilarious how it happened because he, he had left his keys in the car and <laughs> had left it unlocked. It was unlocked keys in the car, like on the driver's seat, like v- completely visible and oh my goodness! And it, got, and it was one of those things where, like, he had mentioned it, and then, like, I was like, "Is that did that really happen?" And he just he just had that look of, "Yeah, yeah, I did that." We used to leave the keys under the visor. I remember my mom; yeah. we'd go into the grocery yes. store and she'd tuck them up under the visor. See, even that and, makes uh, some sense to me because it's hidden, right? So it's not visible. <laughs> but like to have it, like, it, I, actually, you know what? I I want to even say the keys were like left in the car, like in the car like actual like in the uh like to turn the ignition on like it was just it basically was like a silver platter for anyone that wanted to take a car oh this is like a 98 honda so it, i doubt the alarm was even working at this point the little <laughs> fob key fob thing oh i think somebody's coming in the door you might hear some barking here. okay well hey uh, barking my is... niece is coming home any minute now so. oh no <laughs> so it was have i guess then it hasn't been found is there any yeah, her father is a um, former police officer mm. here, so if anybody's going to find it, they will find it. Okay. So, yeah, he's retired. He's got nothing else to do. Go look for the car. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, you like, you realize, you know what? It should probably, especially for like older vehicles, it's like maybe I should put some like because they're not going to have tracking in. <laughs> maybe I should put like a cheap little <laughs> tracking device in there. Put one of those Apple tags on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hmm. i got something for you i'm gonna send it in the mail it's this little sliding scale that uh joanna got from the hospital Mm. and it's like uh based on your child's weight exactly how much like um ibuprofen or acetaminophen to give them so it just kind of yeah i know i didn't know there was such a thing not yet because we have like that little we have like a little piece of paper that like has that information but like it's an actual like little like it's like a like a scale that you move like a piece apart and it lines up to with what you need to give yeah but this is way cooler <laughs> <laughs> no that's what i'm saying like it is way cooler because yeah but oh so it's even more you're saying it's even cooler than the way that i described it which was already cooler yes. than what i have which is a piece of paper yeah it's okay. got a little thing you can hang it up it's got a, a oh. hook oh well that's awesome thank you joe likes to be helpful (laughs) well i appreciate that tell her i say thank (laughs) you (laughs) yeah just there's only one movie i wanted to talk about but just today was like a general life lesson and i i told my my daughter 
this when she was very young because she's very she was very smart um but just uh kind of didn't have a lot of drive you know and i told her i said look it's not how smart you are it's the only thing that makes you successful in life is like just to have tenacity Mm -hmm. to have that ability when everything falls apart to just be able to just you know power through somehow it's like i don't i don't know whatever um method that you're going to use everybody has their own way to get through life and it's just like you just have to learn to deal with the stress of life she would get very easily frustrated and uh just kind of give up Mm -hmm. and i was like that's all you need to learn everything else will fall into place if you could just get up every morning and get to school on time and just get your homework done that's like 90 percent of the game right there Mm -hmm. you know so like you today, it was very impressive because I was just at some point I was just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll just hang out here in the chat. But, you know, you just. Oh, there we go. Yes. Ow. The puppies. <laughs> puppies. Yeah. But others mean, have I, talked I, about that. It's like uh, yeah. like that first five minutes. It's like the most important five minutes of the day. Like it's like when you first wake up because that can determine and have an impact on like the entire attitude of, of the day. Yeah, she she would have a hard time in the mornings, and I got to the point where it's like, goodness, Lord have mercy. It's like, <laughs> and it's okay. I it, I, I'm used to dogs barking. So. I imagine so. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's like I would leave her. I'd be like, you're gonna have to take the bus. Mm-hmm. I gotta go because I couldn't be late to work. I was like, you got to figure this out. Do you need to get yourself to work? She was late to like first period like 17 times. Oh my goodness. So, you know. But anyway, so it's just, you know, everybody listening, life lesson, it's it's not always about, you know, the tangible things like your grades. It's can you get to work on time every day? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Tina, why don't you go? I got to see if actually something's happening because it sounds like a oh, bad dog noise. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, Uh-oh. well. In in the words of our modern uh, political arena, we'll circle back. Uh, we'll circle back to to Laura. <laughs> that a term? I don't know. You haven't you haven't heard that whole thing? Hadn't heard that one yet. No, I know. I know. You know the thing. The thing. Yeah, the I thing. Yeah, the thing. The well, thing. Yeah. No. So this is the press secretary likes to say. We'll circle back to that when she doesn't have the answer. Uh-huh. Yeah, when she gets her lies together, I guess. <laughs> Which, let's um, be honest, that's kind of the job of any press secretary, <laughs> like for any president. Like, let me make sure I get all of my uh, bits of it. Let me get my lies together. So. <laughs> Hold on one well, second. Let me get my let me get my binder of lies out real quick and make sure I have all my uh my little tabs. Because I have a I have a huge one. Um, <laughs> Take so- that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got to be so careful about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, while Laura's gone, yeah, I'll start my first because I saw eighteen. Eighteen movies. Yes, and some I will recommend, and some I'll be like, oh, so. Mm. So I'll start out with I group these and call them. Thou shalt not commit adultery is not a suggestion. <laughs> because all of these movies were about adultery in Uh, some form or fashion now the first one i saw was called and god created woman which starred as she was known at the time sex kitten bridget bardot was that her full was that her full name that was her full name yeah (laughs) boy (laughs) and she is a bridget bridget 
Bardot. She was Brigitte? French. And she, she's a very lovely lady at the time. I think she's an animal rights activist now, if she's still alive. And this movie, for some I like how you went from, she no was a lovely lady at the time. Now she's... At the time. Now she's uh, an animal Well, she, she's older. I mean, this movie came out in the 50s, so yeah. give her a break. <laughs> but uh, this movie got a C for condemned from the Catholic... That organization that you all used to have, like Catholic Decency. Was it the, was it the Catholic League? Or they were the ones that would look at movies and say, oh, this can't be shown anywhere. Oh, this yeah. is terrible, which meant everybody would go to see it. Yeah. So and God created woman got a C for condemned. <laughs> <laughs> and was number one at the box office for a year in Kansas City. I'm not sure why. Of all the play Kansas of City. All the play Kansas City. It played for over wow. a year. But plot of the story that got it a C for condemned. Uh, Brigitte Bardot plays this kind of, I guess she's kind of a loose lady. She likes the men and uh, she's in love with one brother and she's also in love with this multimillionaire. Hmm. And uh, she and the brother, he had kind of made her some promises and then she they're at a club and she overhears him saying, oh, yeah, she's not the type of woman I would ever take home to my mother. And so now she knows where his thought process is. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, oh, Rosie said she's 86 now. Yeah, okay. I had highlighted the comment because I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So. Oh, um, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so she ends up she kind of gets in trouble with some of the officials not that she's done anything bad except she's a bad girl and they're like yeah we're gonna send you back to the convent school and blah 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 and so the middle brother of the family offers to marry her mm. they kind of you know make her i guess a better woman and so the rest of the movie is about is, is their marriage going to work? Is the older brother going to try to get her involved in an adulterous affair to get back at his middle brother? So it's kind of that kind of movie. Will she be able to redeem herself? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interesting movie. It's not one where I'm going to say, oh, you have to see this. It's just... It was on HBO Max. I was like, oh, I've never seen it before. So mm. <laughs> I decided to check it out. And, now, uh, it, does does yeah. HBO Max hold the original rating? Like, you know how it has the ratings before yes. the movie starts? Does it have C for condemned from the... Kathleen <laughs> <laughs> Lee. Yeah. I think they have it, like, non-rated. And see, that's the big difference between our our current year and back in the 50s. There, I would never look at this and think, oh, yeah, this movie is just, oh, it's so over the top, and oh, it's got so much sex. I'm like, okay, this is nothing worse than I've seen in a soap opera oh. or, you know, or t uh, an evening, t a primetime TV show. Mm -hmm. You know, Game of Thrones, I could see them slapping a big C for Condemned on that, but you look at this movie, it was like, well, I guess at the time, maybe it was naughty, but now, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was kind of, it was kind of interesting, mm -hmm. and the director, Roger Vadim, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, 
was one of the future husbands of Jane Fonda. Hmm. And Mr. Vadim also did a remake of And God Created Woman. That was a critical and a box office disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yes, yeah, sometimes you don't remake a movie that's kind of considered a classic and you made it. Yeah. Don't I do think that. I think the uh, you know the rating of condemned should have been a a clear indication not not condemned in the in the moral sense but just a condemned property you know like a, a rundown property yeah. like, stay away yeah. from it. Uh, but like I said, I mean, looking at it now, I'm like, okay, I don't know why this was made condemned, but. You know, when you've got a, a, adultery and all this kind of stuff, it's really hard to say. Bruce, I don't know. <laughs> I remember my – he also did – he also directed Jane Fonda and Barbarella, if any of you have seen that. Which I've, I I've at least heard of it. I haven't... I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he had kind of a, you know interesting directorial uh, career. But this might be the first of his movies I've ever seen. And mm. it's not like I'm going to be going out looking for, oh, got to find the next Roger Vadim movie. So. <laughs> um, divorce Italian style. And that was kind of, it was really interesting. That's the name um, of the movie? That's the name of the movie, yeah. Divorce Italian style. Wow. And Marcello Mastriani was in it. Hope I said his name right it's going to come up again hmm. and yeah i was looking at my review i don't know a lot about italian cinema and uh i know a lot of the silent italian cinema i know about fellini i'm going to talk about fellini later and this was just kind of curious there were moments when i laughed because it's the, the comedy is very dark and then there were other times I was rolling my eyes because I was like oh my gosh this is just insane but Mastriani plays this Sicilian aristocrat and his family is broke they just all they have is the title and his uncle's family they all live in the same big mansion but the uncle has a little more money than they do the whole story is built around um Mastriani falling in, I'm not going to say love, he's in lust, with his cousin who nine months out of the year is going to convent school. So that's telling you how old she is. Cousin. And he, yes, his cousin. Yes. And cousin this his convent first. school. Cousin convent school. Mm. Yeah. Um. So he's in lust with her. Yeah. Because I'm not going to call it love, but he's married. Uh, been married, uh, I think, 12 years or so. Wife is very devoted to him. and he, But he wants the cousin. And so he's, at the time, church and Italian law was that you could not get a divorce under any circumstances. You could barely get an annulment. Yeah. But the courts might look favorably towards you if you murdered your spouse while the spouse was in the act of adultery because it would be considered a crime of passion and you didn't know what you were doing. So he oh is going to get his very devoted wife set up in an affair <laughs> so that he can kill her and the lover and say, 
I was insane at the time. So that he could be uh, with his cousin. Reality. So he could be with his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Who was going to convent school on and off? Who was going to convent school? Right. Uh... <laughs> it, it, there were times... I couldn't really... No, I didn't sympathize with his character at all. And I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. Couldn't you just hire... You're in Sicily. Hire Hitman to take the wife <laughs> out. That would be easier. Because you're coming up with this convoluted plot that it may not even work. So, oh my goodness. It was just insane. And the the one scene that I thought was funny was that they announced has really nothing to do with the rest of the movie or the adultery or anything. They announced that this notorious movie is coming to their town. And, of course, the priest is in the pulpit saying, don't anybody in the congregation go to see this movie. It's terrible. And when the movie shows, it's like not only is their town there, but they're busing in people from other villages to see this notorious movie. And it's standing room only. The movie turned out to be La Dolce Vita. And I'm like, okay, now I got to see La Dolce Vita because I've got to find out what, what is so scandalous, you know, about it. Yeah. What's so ironic is that Mastriani is in divorce Italian style. He's also the star of La Dolce Vita. And I thought, is he going to look up at the screen and go, gee, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> Wow. Um, but yeah, that was, that's another one. I can't recommend it to everybody because like I said, there were parts of it that kind of tickled my funny bone, but there were other parts I was like, oh God, this is, this is horrible yeah. that this man is trying to do this. Um, the other adultery movie I saw, I went into it thinking it was Italian. It turned out to be Swedish and it was Ingmar Bergman and it was Sawdust and Tinsel. And Bergman He's one of those directors I can't connect with him. I, I've seen a couple of his movies, and I just – I never feel anything mm. after I see his movies. And I know he's a great director, and it's like I keep going back to try to see if maybe something will finally hit me, and I go, okay, now I get it. And yes, Rhaegar, I just saw your comment on the screen. Yes, it was a big hit at the time. Uh, no, not that one, because uh, there was a big hit song back in the 60s called La Dolce Vita, the Ricky Martin song. I don't know if that was it or not. So, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sawdust and Tinsel is about a circus that travels around Sweden, and the guy that, I guess he's the ringmaster, I don't know if this girl, if she was his mistress or his wife, but they end up in a town and you find out that he has a wife and a couple of kids in the town. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go visit them. And I guess the mistress gets really upset because he's going to go visit his wife and kids because she's thinking, oh, he may go back to them. And it turns out the wife owns a couple of uh, stores, is fairly successful. She really doesn't need him because he's just going to drag her down. But in the meanwhile, the mistress has kind of fallen for this actor at a theater. 
And so you don't know where that's going to go. So, I mean, when it was over, I was like, I see that Bergman touch. The black and white cinematography is just gorgeous. The acting was fine. But when it was all over, it was just like, oh, okay, I saw an Ingmar Bergman movie click, and that was mm-hmm. it. So, like I said, maybe if I finally see Seventh Seal or something with uh, Max von Sydow, something will click, and I'll go, oh, okay, now I get why he's considered one of the greats. Mm-hmm. So, uh, two more adultery movies. <laughs> I saw the original Swedish uh, Intermezzo with Ingrid Bergman, the other Bergman. Mm-hmm. And this is the movie that David O. Selznick saw her in and said, hey, would you like to come to Hollywood? I'll give you a contract. And that's how she ended up over here. Hmm. And uh, she's very beautiful in it. She's still, she's very young. I think the movie came out in 36, 37. I mean, I feel like she's Uh, always, (laughs) I can't think of a movie where she's not just gorgeous. Oh, I know. I know. Because what was the movie I talked about, uh, I think, last month? Uh, Stromboli. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think that was her problem, that she looked too beautiful for what she was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but she plays, uh, she's kind of a student pianist, but um, she's still fairly well trained. Uh, this famous violinist, he comes home, he's on tour sometimes a year at a time. He comes home. Uh, his accompanist uh, has uh, retired and so he needs a new one and he ends up hearing her play because she's teaching his daughter the piano and he falls in love with her she falls in love with him Uh, he decides to break it off from his family and the two of them tour together and it's just a matter of is this relationship going to stay together or are they going to end up going their separate ways at the end so um oh rosie she did i forgot that role did she play go to my ear i have forgotten that Hmm. um but anyway that's intermezzo and what's so funny is that when she came to hollywood she remade the movie with leslie howard who was probably better known to everybody as ashley wilkes and gone with the wind Hmm. Ashley. So, Ashley. Ashley. And it's and you know Leslie Howard died during World War II, may have been working for British intelligence. Oh, did not know and that. His plane, yeah, his plane got shot down. What? Yeah. And they and they think that was why, because the Germans have found out he was carrying information. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall named uh, one of their daughters for him, Leslie. Oh. But yeah, I, Leslie Howard, he's one of those actors that I'm kind of hot and cold on. Mm-hmm. And But that that was one of those things. It was like, oh, wow. He If, if that was true, he died for a true purpose. Oh, yeah. You know. So, uh, and the final adultery movie, I did not know this was going to be an adultery movie. The original Pink Panther. Mm, yeah. Now, I went into it thinking, okay, this is going to be about Clouseau. Mm-hmm. Clouseau is like a co-co-co-co-co-star. <laughs> the movie is mainly about David Niven playing some cat burglar. 
And the story is built around him. And you find out he's having an affair with Clouseau's wife in the movie. Robert Wagner is playing his nephew. And the nephew is into some shady stuff. Uh, Claudia Cardinal is playing the princess who, when she was a little girl, her father gave her the Pink Panther diamond. And the movie is mainly about them. And you see, I thought this whole time that the film was about uh, a cartoon Pink Panther. No, 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 no. I know it's not. I know it's not. I know it's not. <laughs> that, that's that's my, when I was growing up, like, yeah, for me, it me was too. the cartoon Pink Panther. Me too. I love the cartoon Pink yeah. Panther. But yeah, this was, it was just weird because I kept seeing her saying, why isn't Clouseau in another scene? Why is he in another scene? And it was like one scene, they spent 10 minutes singing this 1960s type song. And I'm like, uh, okay, Clouseau's in the background. He's not doing what he does. And I just didn't, when the movie was over, I was just like, he was the only thing that held this movie up. And that's the reason why when they got ready to make, which I'll talk about it later, when they got ready to make the official Clouseau movie, all that other nonsense was gone. They were actually going to build a series around David Niven's character. And I'm like, mm-hmm. David Niven at that point, yes, he was still very suave and sophisticated, but I would not go to see a movie with him in it playing some kind of Pink Panther thief or, or whatever. Yeah. And it was it was also uncomfortable watching him trying to seduce Claudia Cardinal because she looked old enough to be his daughter. <laughs> so that was, I was like, this is, oh, this is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's so that my... so that's your what was it the the adultery movies? Uh, yeah, thou shall not commit adultery is not a suggestion. Okay, nice. I think Laura's back. Laura's so back. We'll yes. go back to her and then we'll go back and then just because I know that uh she had she said Laura, you said you had one movie you wanted to talk about, right? Oh hi. Yeah, oh, hi. just uh, <laughs> hi. 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 It was um the dogs were uh, somebody had come home and they go through the garage supposedly to not make the dogs make a lot of noise, but it never really works out because <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, we're being attacked from the garage. <sighs> this is highly unusual. You kind of always wonder what like a dog goes through when they're like, cause like my dog river, she shrieks, you know, cause she's like a banshee. And like, we always like think of it as she's defending the house. It's like, you kind of wonder like, what are they thinking? Like, are they like, imagining like putting on armor and being like i gotta protect the house ah! i just have the feeling that if anybody actually ever broke in here i don't think any of them are going to be any help at all <laughs> like they, they actually get in and then they run away they'll be like oh oh do you have treats what's, what's going on <laughs> yeah. let me lick your that's face that's all somebody would need yeah it's like pe- yeah treats to get through <laughs> the, the only movie i saw that was worth mentioning because everything else was kind of garbage was um there's a movie, uh, 12 Mighty Orphans. Yeah, you had recommended that uh, for me to, to go check out. What was that film yeah, yeah. all about? So it's um, Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen. Uh, Luke Wilson plays a football coach who comes to an orphanage orphanage back. Um, it's a Masonic or- orphanage back in the 1920s. Hmm. Uh, so all of these, you know, poor families who can't feed their kids are sending their their kids to this orphanage. And um, 
he shows up and is the football coach, right? So he gets, I mean, there's only like a handful of kids in this school mm-hmm. that are, you know, big enough to play football. Uh, it's in Texas somewhere. Um, I want to say Fort Worth. It's out. It's a little orphanage outside of Fort Worth, Texas. But he takes these kids and there's so few of them. They have to play, um, I think it's called playing both sides where you play defense and offense at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, so he takes the team and kind of gets them together. They don't even have a football. They have to kind of like make a football out of some cloth and some stuffing. Oh, wow. Um, but he coaches them up to the point where they're able to compete with some of the local Texas high schools. Um, and it's based on a true story. It's called the Mighty Mites, M-I-T-E-S. Um, it, you know, became like a national sensation. Uh, that they got these, you know, these kids who, you know, nobody thought were good for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, um, I think he he said they had like an eighty percent winning percentage uh, during his time at the school there. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's I love stuff based on a true story. It's 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 really fascinating, and uh, um, Luke Wilson did a really good job. Yeah, it was nice, nice to see him in something yeah. something serious. Yeah, because uh, the last thing that I seen Luke, Luke Wilson in was actually the show uh, was it Star Girl. Oh, okay, yeah, and uh, that I... was actually a not. A, it was actually a pretty good show. Like it was actually it was oh, a show good. that could have gotten really. It's a show that could have gone really bad, but it was actually not a terrible show. And and he was actually a pretty good part of it. Oh, cool! I have to check that out at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. I just uh, it was very inspirational. You know, I get. I go see these like movies with my mother-in-law and it's usually like something, you know, joyful or inspirational. And it, it's nice to have something like that to, to go and watch. Oh yeah. Cause we look at what's in Hollywood now and there's so few films that are either really good or even worth watching. Um, and so, yeah, I remember when you had recommended that one, I, I didn't know that you had uh, mm-hmm. seen that one yet, but I looked up, yeah. Cause I'd looked up the basic synopsis and I was like, Oh, it's based on a, a true story. And, um the cast as you mentioned like luke wilson um uh there were some other people in it too other uh even other than um oh now i'm blanking on his name again uh, oh uh martin sheen martin sheen uh god the old old actors been in like everything oh my god <laughs> i can see his face this is what happens ladies and gentlemen when you get, <laughs> you get older yeah. you like clearly see oh duvall Robert Duvall. Oh, Robert Duvall. Robert, that, Robert Duvall. Oh, yeah, yeah Duvall. that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in there. And oh, you know who's in there is Ron White, the comedian. He steals the show. He plays like a sheriff, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that comedian? Um, I forget what he always says. Oh, what, Ron White? Yeah. I don't he's really the know older. much about his comedy. Oh, my God. He's a Texas guy. So uh... he like drinks bourbon on stage and chews a cigar and. Just classic, uh, old old school Texan. Uh, let's see. Oh, the the guy of Jurassic, the big guy from Jurassic Park. Um, the first movie he's in it Sam is a Neal. bad guy. Uh, yeah, Newman <laughs> from Seinfeld. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I said oh. Sam Neill, and I'm like, that's not Sam. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who the guy who's in the great meme where it's like it's like, oh man, we're patching this huge plan. You see, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody. Hey, hey, this is this is Weinstein here. This is Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, poor guy is going to be cast as a bad guy for the rest of his life. But he was a particularly bad guy in this in this movie. But right. um, yeah. So if it slipped under your radar, I think it'd be a good movie nice. to enjoy. 
Very cool. Yeah, I think it's playing in, in one of the theaters near me. Um, I think the issue was that it was playing at the AMC, which doesn't have like any early showtimes. Uh, and it's sad because the only theater that has showtimes early enough that I could watch and still be able to make it back to pick Baby Thor up from daycare is a theater that's like 30 minutes away, which is not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. But it's like, it's sad because there's an AMC near me that like one or two days out of the week has early showings. And I think it's only because... You know, they're still doing these private rentals where you spend like a hundred bucks and you can have an entire theater rented uh, for yourself and friends and family and everything. I think if if anyone gets a showing early enough for that, then they Uh open up the theater early. And so they have earlier show times. And so it's like it's kind of like hit or miss. You know, is does someone have a private rental that day or not? And is it early or not? And that's the only time that that theater actually offers early show times, sadly. Okay, so you let me know when you go to the theater, and I will call them, and I will reserve <laughs> the theater. <laughs> and I would be like, you will have this open. It will be at this specific time. And then I'll, yeah, yeah. we'll work it out. We'll work yeah. it out. And then you'll be like, no no trailers, because that takes up a good 20, 30 minutes. No trailers. That's true. Please. Yeah. Goodness knows. Yeah, that was one um, thing I liked about this UEC yeah. that's 30 minutes away, because there was like three trailers, and then the movie started. And then I went back to AMC for the first time in, in forever. And then I was like, oh, here are the 20 minute long trailers again. Yay. Well, they're, yeah, they keep showing the same ones. It's like you like yeah. to see the new stuff. But I was just like, OK, I've seen this trailer like nine times now. Yep. Um, yeah, I would I would go and um, get in all of the Tina, do your cruises as soon as you can, because some of the stuff that I'm hearing from someone who is in a position to know things um Things are looking kind of sketch, sus, as the kids say. Yes, as they say um, nowadays. Yeah, she's she, the the person I'm referring to. Who I can't can't mention okay. where where they work or how, but yes, things are looking really in suspicious. an underground bunker. <laughs> and, and see, now the ships are starting to get back out there. I was looking at, uh, I think their channel is EECC Travels. They mm. husband and wife travel uh, agents. And they were just on the Celebrity Edge and um, two other ships. It's like they were just doing back to back to back. And everything just looked great. Nothing was going on. But, of course, they'll blame the cruise ships first. But, n- no, my mm-hmm. next cruise is not until November. And then I yeah, have my the, this fall. This fall is going to be really interesting to see what happens. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys the info in Discord. I could be more um, you, open. Okay. You mean that flu season is going to cause some problems? Oh well, of course. Who would have thought? People will be sick during flu season. That is my grand prediction. Oh <laughs> man! Spoiler <laughs> oh, warning, everybody. <laughs> well, and that's the reason why I haven't bought my tickets. Orlando because mm. Southwest already screwed me out of a hundred and forty dollars because they issued a credit and then gave you six months to use it mm. I'm like no so I'm yeah. not buying I'm not buying any tickets until we know for sure and I told my friend I might just fly down to Orlando just to get out of this town <laughs> for a couple of yeah, days. Yeah, I hear you. I'd, I'd plan to go. The North Carolina State Fair is in October, and I'd plan to go. And I'm just hearing things from different people I know who are nurses across the country, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll but wait. yeah, I, I need everything to be worked out by next mm. year. 
since I'm gonna be traveling overseas. So that's your Greece trip, right? That's my Greece trip. Yeah. Oh God, I hope that works out, Tina. I know you're oh, looking so forward I, to that. Oh, I do too. I oh. mean, I, it, it's just like I'm putting, I'm like sacrificing in some areas just to put money mm-hmm. towards that because it's like that's gonna be like when I went to England. That's like my trip of a lifetime. Yeah, sort of thing. So. I'm sorry. I I I have hope that it'll all work out. Um, I I'm just too. I'm just being overly cautious, but yeah. Oh, I I understand. Because you don't want to put your trust into into these <laughs> into these people no. making the ones making the decisions because uh, <laughs> they're they'll they'll let you down. Yeah, oh, that's I, I think that's the biggest problem is nobody. It's like I trust more word of mouth from people I know who are on the scene. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's. That's the only place I trust getting information from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure by that point we'll be on strain double Zeta and, uh, <laughs> secret, secret probation strain. <laughs> double, double secret probation. Double secret probation. Oh, got to add the plus. Forgot to add the plus model. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It's very oh, long. Oh my God. But well, yeah, yeah, as Rhaegar Targaryen had said, uh, yeah, but what do you, you silly, he's like, the flu doesn't exist anymore, Odin, you silly goose. You're right, I uh-huh. forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. It got destroyed yeah, somehow. Like it got destroyed somehow, so, but yeah, Laura, that, that's the reason why I'm not getting a ticket for Orlando, because I'm like, I'm not getting stuck again, where they're like, oh, we'll give you another credit, you know, because I think they're even getting out of that now. Oh. So... Oh. So I mean, well, see, I have a credit. Yeah, I have a credit with Delta till next year. Mm. But huh. Southwest, yeah. <laughs> well, you know the thing. I'm in a different category than you guys. I'm older and I'm quite overweight, so I'm being way more careful than you guys need to be because you guys are all. I mean, I don't know, Tina. You sound spry and ha- healthy. I'm, so. I'm, 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 I'm spry. That's. <laughs> I can just like I just picture right now like like Tina's just doing like just doing the walk like going on the cruise going on the cruise going on the going cruise, on the cruise yeah. going on the cruise yep <laughs> I hope everything works out that's yeah, all I have to thank say. you thank you yeah I'm done go ahead Tina I'm I'm listening I'm, I'm just uh, sitting here uh, listening to your 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 movies <laughs> as Rhaegar says okay, they so- call her Spry Tina. Thank you. He needs more nicknames, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't have enough of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I need to go into my uh, two and a half star, three star movies, and then I'll get into my top ones. I don't think any of these have adultery in them. (laughs) Let's say there's no, uh, there's no like a category name for this one because you had your adultery films. I was, I was expecting another, uh, another category. No, these are, I was going to try the group, and I was like, eh, it's not going to make any sense after the adultery ones. But <laughs> Okay, uh, if any of you are Hammer Studio fans, I ran across a 1963 movie that they either couldn't get a hold of Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, or Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing didn't want to get stereotyped in their roles for Hammer Studios, because Christopher Lee... When he exploded, that was for playing Dracula. And Peter Cushing, of course, was Van Helsing. And I think they wanted to get into other movies. So they did not appear in the movie called The Kiss of the Vampire. But it's basically the same 
story that you usually see in most Dracula movies, and this one you have a honeymooning British couple that end up in some nondescript Eastern European country. <laughs> At some nondescript Eastern European village. I have to ask because it's called Kiss of the Vampire. Is is yeah. is this by chance a film that was remade with Nicolas Cage? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I want to say it's he was not... in a movie of a similar name, but I can't remember the name it, of it. It, it. it was like Vampire's Kiss or oh, something. Oh, okay. My yeah, mother, yeah, yeah. My mother saw it, and I was like, I can't believe you're suggesting I look at something with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, I told my mother that. <laughs> but um, they get an invitation from the castle. Mm. Where some dude, I keep thinking they called him professor or doctor something. Uh, and they were like, well, nobody knows we're here because our our, our automobile run out of petrol and blah, 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 blah. So Standard storytelling. This... <laughs> yes. So they end up at this uh, yeah, castle. And there's, I'll just call him uh, not Dracula. And it's not Dracula and his uh, son and his daughter. And the son composes weird music and not Dracula sits around and talks about, oh, you know that wine you have for dinner? It was stopped by the dirty feet of the peasants. And it's like, okay, that's TMI, dude, you know. <laughs> so, also, I, I don't know if I'd want to know that <laughs> stomped by the yeah. dirty feet of the peasants. Ew. <laughs> and that's what he that was what he said. He was like, Yes, it was stomping the dirty feet of peasants. I'd be like, No, you know thank that. you. No okay. thanks. And so they like the next day, the son and daughter and I started laughing because of course earlier we were talking about vampires in the chat. Yeah. And the brother and sister come to the the inn to invite the husband and wife to this grand ball they're gonna be having. Well, it was daylight, but it was cloudy, and I started laughing. <laughs> I saw Rhaegar's comment. I started laughing because I said, oh, and they don't sparkle like these stupid Twilight vampires. <laughs> and as soon as someone – oh, we do have a Van Helsing in the movie. He mm. told them, get out of here as soon as you can. Is he a, is oh, he a not Van Helsing though? Like the not he's Dracula? Not Van Helsing. Yes, he's not Van Helsing. So not Van Helsing comes in and he says, um, the cloud cover is vanishing. And the brother and sister jump up, run to their carriage, and jump into it. And I said, that's the way a vampire would act. They wouldn't go, I think it is Falcon. <laughs> Twilight's coming in Netflix, by the way. So everybody get ready. Oh, oh, I'm wow. so excited. I'm oh, so wow. excited. I get so, to binge watch uh, the entire series just like I always wanted to. Oh, I'm getting... Ugh. So, uh, <laughs> they go to this ball. And uh, they start slipping Mickeys to the husband. I hope you all know what that means. And... Uh, one person is in like a mask because it's kind of a masquerade ball. Everyone's wearing masks and she thinks it's her husband. It turns out it's not Dracula's son and they throw her <laughs> in this room and then not Dracula comes out and does the vampire thing to her. And then they tell the husband, 
no, you came here alone and made a fool of yourself, and you came to the inn, and you were alone, so they're <laughs> trying to gaslight him. And so then he and not Van Helsing, who does believe him because he did see the wife, he and not Van Helsing have to rescue the wife from the vampires. I'm not going to give away the ending. Oh, and this movie is free on Netflix. I mean, now on Netflix. Uh, YouTube. Oh. Can't imagine uh, why so you, with characters like not Van Helsing not Dracula. and not, not Dracula's son. <laughs> so I'm not going to give away the ending because the ending may have been one of the weirdest ways of getting rid of a vampire I have ever seen. Oh so boy, that has me that. concerned because <laughs> I, so that means that there's no stake involved. There's probably no beheading involved and there's no son involved. Yep. Oh boy. Correct. Oh boy. It's, oh, it's, spoil it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, unlike some people, I don't go around spoiling Aww. movies for people. <laughs> well, people can cover their ears. I, I want to know. No, it's not holy water either. This is not anything that you normally would see in a vampire movie. No stakes, no holy water, no crosses. Garlic? No garlic. Mm. Pepperoni pizza with uh, <laughs> pineapple. Pineapple on pizza! <laughs> That's what does it! <laughs> a vampire's greatest weakness! I am eating the pizza. What is this? A pineapple? No! <laughs> yes. No, that's uh, but anyway, it was an interesting little movie considering Christopher Lee and and Peter Cushing weren't in it. And Bruce, I did see your comment. I saw that movie ages ago, uh, The Mummy mm. that they did for Hammer Studios. And I mean, these two guys pretty much put pretty much put Hammer Studios on the map. The Christopher Lee Dracula movie, it would have been it was rated adult, like X rated. Because oh. they felt it was so violent at the time. So, and it's a good movie, too. Rosie <laughs> asked, do they throw glitter on it? <laughs> I, can't even think of a, I can't even think of a comeback for that one. He sparkled to death. He got sparkled to death. <laughs> Raygar, no, no silver bullets. It's wow. nothing, nothing that you would, anything that you've seen in any horror movie related to vampires, no. This claim came out of left field. The only thing I'm going to say is that they were originally going to use this ending in Brides of Dracula, where Peter Cushing did play Van Helsing, but they didn't have Christopher Lee. Peter Cushing said, no, that would never happen. <laughs> I Tina think, can keep a secret. I I'll think Electric right Pizza's now. got it. It says they sell the franchise to Disney and the vampire dies of embarrassment. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so while we're on vampires, I'm going to bring up Dracula in Istanbul. Uh, this already sounds like a winner. <laughs> I gave it two and a half stars. I think there's a good a decent movie in there, but the mm. condition of the film is so lousy. There were times you couldn't tell anything. Um. I found out about it from dark corner reviews, which is a YouTube channel. I recommend they go into kind of like obscure horror movies, crazy horror movies, B movies, 
they did a one hour video on the best Dracula posters of all time. Dracula in Istanbul was one of the posters they had. And I was like, I've never heard of that movie. And I go on YouTube and boom, there it is for free. Boop, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so it was made in 1953. Uh, it is a Turkish production. Some Turkish author found a copy of Bram Stoker's Dracula and rewrote it into Turkish, cutting out scenes that I guess he said, I don't like that. I'm going to do my own thing. So Dracula in his symbol is basically the Dracula story. Except it's been updated to 1953. And yes, it's in Turkey. Uh, Dracula was kind of balding <laughs> he wasn't very attractive uh he's middle-aged and none of that gary oldman bella lugosi christopher lee kind of sex appeal you know a slightly balding turkish middle-aged man <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's Dra- dracula. that sounds like dracula to me that's dracula <laughs> so uh and it's been, up, like I said, it's been updated. All the names are in, uh, you know, they have Turkish names. So Mita has one name. Jonathan Harker has another. Oh, in this version, Jonathan and I'm just going to call them by their regular names. Jonathan and Mina are already married and she dances in a, at a nightclub. And he's okay with it, too. She even dances with Dracula at one point. <laughs> so Dracula dances now. Okay. Dracula dances. Okay, but one thing I didn't know is that uh, Dracula in Istanbul actually had some major first when it came to vampire movies or Dracula movies. This is the first movie where we see Dracula with fangs. I had to go look at my uh, letterbox. This is the first time we see Dracula climbing on the walls of his castle. And this is the first time Count Dracula is shown to have a connection to Vlad the Impaler. So all those movies that we have been looking at, Lugosi, uh, uh, Max Streck, Christopher Lee, Gary Oldman, uh, Frank Langella, whoever, all of that stuff with the fangs and everything started with this obscure Turkish movie. Now and... I know in the in the book Dracula does climb up the wall of his castle. I thought, yes, yes, he does in the book, but he had never done it before in a movie. Mm. Oh, Until must be Dracula... technical limitations, you know. Yeah, so they're breaking and... ground in this movie. That's what's they're going on. In Turkey. <laughs> so it's like I said, it's basically the Dracula story. I wish they had a better copy of this movie i don't know if one exists Mm. uh because there were times when it would fade out and fade in and i was like i don't know if this is the cinematography or if it's the condition of the movie Mm -hmm. i'm afraid it's going to fade out at some point and we're never going to see anything again so it's kind of a it's not that long it's kind of a Oh yeah, the comments uh, the comments on this have been fantastic. So <laughs> Yeah. So I would say go look it up. 
it's free on YouTube. It's just an hour and a half of your time if you're just kind of curious about it. So why not? So why not? Uh, I did look at the Tomorrow War, and it was like I don't have anything to really add to it. It was just a movie. I watched it just because the woke media was going after Chris Pratt, mm. and I was like. I don't even know what this movie is. I think I saw the trailer when I was looking at something on Amazon and I wasn't even going to look at it. But once I heard them saying what they're going after him, I was like, okay, I I'll turn it on. If it's not that good, I can just have it playing in the background while I do other things. You know, it was just that, that kind of thing. So I ended up, I mean, I looked at it. All I can say is it, it was, it was okay. Stephanie said the same thing. It was okay. It's nothing to write home about. I would never look at it again. I'm not going to try to tear apart the time travel and stuff because time travel movies usually get on my nerves anyway. Back to the Future rankles me sometimes if I start thinking about it too much. And it's just like there are some movies that like Back to the Future or one of the greatest original Star Trek episodes ever, Sitting on the Edge of Forever. You can set those aside and say, okay, I'm not going to nitpick or anything, especially the Star Trek episode, because that was written by a science fiction writer. And then there's other stuff. It's just like, oh, okay, well, that was okay. Uh, what else can I look at? <laughs> so that was how I felt about Tomorrow War. Uh, I mentioned this one to Rosie. She says she'll look at it when she gets a chance. There is a movie that is the sound of music without the music and it's actually the true story of the von trapp family okay first i was like and what yeah it's based on the baroness's book about how she came to the family and everything and when you look at it it's like they do have some folk songs in it which i'm guessing are austrian folk songs but it's not a full-blown musical. Yeah. Uh, it was Wouldn't okay. that be the sound of silence? The sound of music. <laughs> <without> music? <laughs> Pokemon will just put that in too. <laughs> the yeah. sound of silence, the movie? The sound of silence. <laughs> uh, I didn't know any of the actors in it. The actress that plays Maria was kind of, had that Julie Andrews kind of perkiness to it. Uh, the guy who played uh uh, Captain Von Trapp, he was attractive. Uh, the kids, they used the real names of the kids, mm. not the fake ones that you see in The Sound of Music. Mm. There is no... I was laughing with Stephanie when I was telling her about it. I said, well, there is no older daughter that will sing I Am 16 going 17. I, that was a song happen. I was just about to say, too. There's no I Am 16 going on 17. Going on 17. That also, is not uh, I think the K-Man just put the best thing in there. The hills are alive with the sounds of songs. <laughs> with songs they um, have not sung. <laughs> Ever before. Never been a thousand years. <laughs> so it, it was a, and like I said, it was free on YouTube. And this is kind of a cute movie because you see at the, towards the end, you do not see them like climbing those mountains, ford every stream, follow every rainbow till you find your dream as the chorus swells. We don't get that. Near the end of the movie, they are in, they are on, uh, oh shoot. Is this the darker side of sound of music? <laughs> the darker side. They are stuck on Ellis Island 
because they accidentally said we want to stay in the United States forever. And they're like, you all have no money. We don't even know who you are. We're probably going to have to end up shipping you back to Austria, which it would have meant death for Captain Von Trapp because the Germans had taken over Austria. So it's like, oh, we didn't see this in The Sound of Music. At the end of that, you know, they're climbing every mountain, and we don't know where. I guess they're heading into Switzerland. (laughs) See, that's why they weren't. See, if they were the singing Von Trapps, they would have been like, oh, what, you sing and dance, eh? Come on into America, see? (laughs) George Colhan (laughs) (laughs) Um. But like I said, they do sing through the movie, but I think they're mostly like these Austrian folk songs, but there's no Rodgers and Hammerstein. So, again, it was free, about 90 minutes of my time. I got to see a different version of The Sound of Music. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was. If there's no Edelweiss, I am not interested. No, they sang some. There were a couple of little songs in it that I was like, oh, it's kind of cute, but it's not. It's not Dory Me at all. I wonder yeah. if Edelweiss. Do a dear a female. Oh, if Edelweiss is real. Yeah, a I real wonder song. if Edelweiss is an Austrian song. It sounds like I it could know. be. Let me Giggle. Edelweiss. Bless my home back Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, and then I've rewatched. Uh, I'm googling. Okay, uh, I rewatched uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I rewatched Red Zone Cuba. Oh boy, which was directed by Francis Coleman, who is probably a worse director than Ed Wood ever dreamt of being. Francis made that francis made three movies it looks like someone took the films cut them up put them in a blender and then told the editor okay put this together (laughs) sounds like a solid way to make a movie (laughs) nothing in his movies ever makes sense and the dude has a thing for helicopters it's like of the three movies he made every one of them has somebody shooting from a helicopter yeah because helicopters are awesome Helicopters are great. And I mean, the most interesting thing about Francis Coleman, other than his three terrible movies, is that his death was ruled as a heart attack. But he was, oh, I'm getting ready to laugh. He was found in the back of a station wagon with a plastic bag over his head and a hose in his mouth. Uh, yeah, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> uh, it was just, but it was a heart attack. It's just a heart attack. There's a, a bag of, there's a bag. There's a bag and a hose, but hey, it's just a heart attack, everybody. It's just a heart attack. Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. So anyway, but Red Zone, Red Zone Cuba is the movie that has John Carradine, who they just wrote him a check and he said, yeah, what I have to do. Uh, he's in like the first minute of the movie and some reporter comes to him and says, I understand you were working here at the railroad track when those three uh, convicts jumped on the train. And John goes, well, I saw three men jump on a train. I couldn't tell you who they were. And then John Carradine launches into the night train to Montefito song. So, <laughs> I hope he got 
paid very well. Laura, Laura did you find out about Edelweiss? Yeah, trying to spell Edelweiss was quite a challenge, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all made up. All oh, made up. wow. Oh, well, that's Rogers and Hammerstein for you. <laughs> this is all made up. Were, this is all made up. Apparently, Austrians are quite salty about the sound of music, by the way. So that's interesting. That doesn't surprise oh, me too much. Oh. It's a travesty. <laughs> they they might have liked just me saying this. They might have liked the Trap Family movie better because mm. it, it, it's more. When I say grounded, it's like people don't start suddenly launch into a song. <laughs> you know? What do you mean that's singing, not grounded, Tina? You know, mean people don't just sporadically start singing? <laughs> we all know that gangs dance and sing all the time. Once you're a jet, just, you're a jet all the way from your first wait, cigarette. That, that, yeah, when, when Joe had those two gang members from opposite gangs in the ER last night, they were snapping across the emergency room at each other. Oh, We always hated that when we would have gang members would get into shootings and the hospital, we would hear the dispatchers calling for more cops at the hospital because the gangs had gotten into a fight in the emergency. It room. makes you wish that in real life, it was just a bunch of snapping. Cause like, could you imagine like we got a, we got a gang fight and all you hear in the background is dun 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 It's really bad down here, everybody. The snapping. Oh, if, if life was just, life was just a song and a bunch of snapping well, gangs. Life- that was a snappy gang. So, so anyway, Red Zone Cuba. That's one of those MST3K movies that anytime it's on, I have to look at it because it's just so bad. And I'm gonna post the link because you all have got to see this. I finally saw the 1982 quote unquote classic, "The Man Ooh. Who Saved the World," aka. Turkish Star Wars. <sighs> this movie. You were on a Turkish spree Turkish. this time. I was on a Turkish spree. This First movie Turkish, became notorious uh... because of Turkish Dracula. Yeah. I'm a. I, I gotta. Wait a Hold on. Let me get the clip because you all got to see this. <laughs> this is the training <laughs> montage. But this movie lifted entire scenes from Star Wars and put it in this movie. When you see the two guys that I guess are supposed to be your heroes, if you look at the rear projection, you see X-Wings, you see Death Stars, you see Luke blowing up the Death Star, you see them going over the plans of the Death Star, you see Y-Wings, X-Wings, TIE Fighters. They went down that ditch so many times when Luke is going to blow up the Death I was like, okay, enough, enough already. Tina, it's a trench. It's not a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) My my Star Wars knowledge is... By the way, I've got a breaking news story from Rhaegar Targaryen. Breaking news, local report, a drive-by snapping. Beware. (laughs) Okay, I am putting putting the the link. Everybody click on the link, and I want you to see that. This is the training montage. The star of the movie... Is it a Rocky movie? If you're trying to Wait lose belly fat, the music stop. that he's training to. I told you all he stole. They they stole everything. I 
don't know if I can open it because. Uh... Oh no! It's sorry. Everybody try it. Yeah, because if I try I to get, open it, I get in this chat. I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not leaving. Well, every everybody that can click on the link, and Rhaegar, The reason they call it Turkish Star Wars is because it lifted all these scenes from Star Wars, and Lucasfilm never sued or anything. So it is famous because of that. Like The and Force Awakens. <laughs> yes. Yes. People, if you all have clicked on the link, people in the comments said, that guy trained more in three minutes than Ray did in three movies. Mm-hmm. They're right. And he is beating rocks in that scene. He ties rocks to his legs and walks with them. Mm-hmm. And what that has to do with the rest of the movie, I have no idea. But he is training to Raiders, the Raiders theme. The da, 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 da theme? That, dun, dun, yes. Dun. Yes, and they use that a lot. Every time you see the heroes on horseback and they're riding, uh, they play Raiders. This movie has no chill whatsoever. <laughs> this, if they're fighting, they play the Raiders theme. Uh, that's great. This is just, it's one of those movies you just look at and you just spend most of it laughing. Now, here was my problem. It went on too long. It's a 90-minute movie. I was like, yeah, I think we could have cut out the hero and his love interest <laughs> going to some alien temple where some guy explains Christianity and Islam and Judaism too. I said, how would they even know about those three religions on another planet? Jesus in space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, so that's it. It sent me to the Turkish port. Oh, no. Let me be around. Oh, that's geez. it. That is it. Oh Lord. oh, Lord. I don't know what those rocks <laughs> did to him, but he is like slamming into them. But when I looked at the comments, that, <laughs> that sounds so bad. Saying, Dirty. People, were, Dirty. people were saying, people said, well, he trained more in three minutes than Ray did in three movies. I said, everybody's right. He did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Bruce said he, he just watched them. The movie is just, it's all over the place, I think. It's some, like, Emperor Ming dude who is going to take over the Earth because, I don't know, the Death Star kept firing at Earth, which may have been Alderaan. I don't know. And then we see Luke and Han accepting their medals, and then we see X-Wings and Y-Wings and TIE Fighters. And then Luke blows up the Death Star again and again and again. And but the two heroes end up on not Earth, <laughs> and every time he sees this blonde chick, they play the love theme from Raiders, and then they're fighting mummies and Wookies and Wookie mummies or just Wookies and mummies. <laughs> Yes, Rhaegar, Ming, thank you. Yeah, like <laughs> Ming the Merciless. There's this dude in there that I think he was supposed to be Ming the Merciless, and they did steal some movie from uh, music from the Flash Gordon movie. 
not the song. Now it was just, Brian Blessed lookalike in the movie? Oh my gosh! It's no, I well Did no he no Hawkman. I I didn't see any Hawkman. So so no 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 going die. I was starting to zone out at that point. I Hello. was like, <laughs> thanks again to Laura for sending this to me. Yes, die. This movie is so. <laughs> Oh, K-Man's right. Between the music and the beating up the rocks, you, you do get inspired. You want to go out and beat up rocks. You want to go out and, and punch a rock? Is that what it? <laughs> yeah. Take that rock. Ugh. Take that rock. But no, this this guy that's the lead, He's at the time, he was I think he was a wrestler at one point. But he was considered one of the biggest Turkish stars at the time. But yeah, uh, uh, Rhaegar, they do not have a Star Wars prequel trilogy. I would love to see a Turkish Star Wars sequel trilogy. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, my, it's got to be better. I know it would be better. <laughs> well, as long as they're uh, beating up rocks, then I mean. Uh, yeah, and I think there is a an Empire Strikes Back Turkish version. <laughs> but I but I saw Brandon Tincott do that on his YouTube channel where he was reviewing it. And he said they should have just stopped with the Turkish Star Wars or the man who saved the world. I mean, that's the official title. Oh, thank, you. Uh, thank you. So that was <laughs> that was Turkish Star Wars. I can finally say I saw it. There's also a I haven't seen any of these. I've only seen reviews. There is a Turkish Captain America. There are at least two Turkish Superman movies. There is a Turkish Spider-Man movie, but Spider-Man likes to gut people. Ooh. And so I don't think they knew Spider-Man was supposed to be a good guy because he goes around <laughs> murdering people. Murdering uh, Turkish Batman. Turkish Batman and Robin like to go to strip bars. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds uh, about right, actually. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what else Turkish Spider-Man likes to do, but it involves puppets. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. I don't even want to think about it. That's yeah. <laughs> so I, I will thank Brendan Tincott's channel for introducing me to this whole Turkish cinema that's ripoffs of. Uh, oh, there's a Korean Wonder Woman. I didn't even know that. There's Korean also a Korean Wonder Superman. Woman. Yeah, and they wear pretty much the same outfits. In the one Turkish Superman, the sidekick seems to have more superpowers than Superman. Superman gets locked in a cell and just kind of stands like, what do I do? <laughs> and then the sidekick comes up and is like, oh, you just wiggle this a little bit and boom. Cell door opens. Oh, wiggle this, you know, just wiggle this a little bit, and you'll be fine. Yeah. So, so yeah, Turkey seems to <laughs> Turkey seems to have ripped off a lot of uh, superheroes. And the one joke I thought about you, Woden, when Brendan Tincott was <laughs> reviewing the more recent Turkish Superman. Turkish Superman can look in look places and see what's happened. Hmm. So it's like, oh, I looked in this trunk and, oh, Lois was locked in this trunk and she was kidnapped. And Brandon said, 
Well, it makes about as much sense as Superman turning back the Earth. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool superpower. I kind of like that. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wish Superman had had that power. I've heard so. of that power before in is some movie or, or some... I forget. It, it has a name for it where you can see the memories or like the past of objects or something like that. I forgot where I've seen that there before. Was a, oh. One of the Jedi in the Clone Wars um, could touch objects and mm-hmm. like see where the object had been or yeah. see its history. I forget what it's called though. Uh, Psycho- yeah, so... Psycho- Psychometry? Psychometry Psychom- is what uh, Thanos Felicitas says. Good knowledge, Thanos. S- sounds about right. Wow. Sounds like it's wow. Correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At one point, Soul in one of the <laughs> Turkish Superman movies, he's looking at a lady's underwear with his X-ray vision. Which is why oh, he no. says Turkish Superman looks like an episode of To Catch a Predator in the Waiting. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. If I was going to watch a Turkish Superman, I would watch the more updated version, which I think came out around the time of the official Superman. So like mm. 78, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I had no idea Turkish cinema was so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is a word for it, I would say. Interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, and it's like, like I said, it's like they, Brendan Tincott put it best. It's like they take something we know and just slap Turkish in front of it. Mm-hmm. And Oh, there's Turkish Star Trek, too. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Oh, I'm boy. waiting for it. I'm waiting for Turkish, oh, I don't know, Justice League or Turkish uh, 300 or Turkish. Uh, My baby. I bet if, the, if, uh, they, if they made a bunch of Turkish uh, Snyderverse, it'd be better than the Snyderverse. It could, it, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, these are my enough about Turkish. Turkish. Rhaegar asks a great question that's very pertinent to you, Tina, because of how much you love this franchise. Is there a Turkish Fast and Furious franchise? I have not seen Brendan Tincott review one, but in all seriousness, I thought he said there is one. So what you're saying is that you're going to watch it, and then you're going to come back to be a huge Fast and Furious fan, but then you're going to say it's the Turkish Fast and Furious that you're a fan of. It's better in Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, but these these are, okay, Uh, these are my top movies that I saw. Um, It's a 1931 public enemy with uh, James Cagney. Mm -hmm. This was the movie that put him in the limelight to everybody. And I love that at the end of the movie, well, the beginning has like a foreword where he's talking about the crime problem. And this movie is not to insinuate that one group of people <laughs> are into crime. And in this case, it was Irish Americans. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, it says, we all need to work hard on fighting crime. And I said, uh, almost a hundred years later, since this movie was made, almost a hundred years and uh, we still are fighting crime, so I don't think anything has really changed a lot. Um, he plays a character named Tom Powers, who's been a little punk ever since he was a kid. He used to steal when he was a kid, and then he grows up to get in, he and his buddy get into bootlegging. And, uh, and of course, this is during uh, Prohibition, so they're, you know, making bucket loads of money, and the movie tends to get a a little violent the 
someone in one of our chats, I was talking about Public Enemy, and they said, oh, did you realize they were firing real bullets at them in that one scene? And I said, yeah, I read that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Not as cool as Tashira Mifune having real arrows shot at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the director was William Wellman, who was a World War One flying vet. Uh, he directed the first Academy Award winner, Wings, which is an excellent movie. If, hmm. if any of you have never seen it before. And a lot of those dogfighting scenes that you see in it, that's the stuff that inspired George Lucas much, much later. And uh, <laughs> you don't need a Turkish movie when you have family. <laughs> you don't need Turkish when you have family. But... Um, Wellman, they called him a Wild Bill. That was his nickname. Um, but it's a good movie. I mean, now it's 1931, so they're still, you know, working on some of the sound and everything. But Cagney just has that presence that once you see him, you're like, oh, I know he's going to be big one day. Um, I was trying to think who else is in it. Um, May Clark, who played the original Elizabeth Frankenstein in the first Frankenstein movie, the one that we all know with Carlo. Cagney has this very iconic scene where he slams a grapefruit into her face because she's gotten on his nerves. I want to say I've seen and, a clip of that before. Yes. Because as you said, it's a pretty iconic scene. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's just, she's kind of getting into the, why don't you marry me kind of thing? And he's like, yeah, I wish you were a wishing well so I could tie a bucket around you and sink you. <laughs> and she kind of makes this little comment like, oh, you don't like me anymore. And he picks up this half of grapefruit, punches her in the face with it and just gets up and walks off. And we never see her character again. It just vanishes. And uh, <laughs> then he meets Jean Harlow. And this was one of her first movies. And I posted Jean Harlow's picture earlier in the chat. I'll see if I can find it again for those of you just tuning in. And because I was talking about the great, beautiful women that Hollywood used to produce compared to what they're giving us now and telling us, oh, this is this is beautiful. This is attractive. You don't like it. You're an histrophobe or whatever. Um, Jean Harlow died very young. Um, she didn't make that many movies. Uh, she was sick when they were filming one. I think me and Bruce were talking about it earlier. I think she had a liver condition that he did not catch in time, and uh, she died from it. And she was she was not that old. Uh, but she's in it. Cagney uh, gets involved in a relationship with her, and he even does a little dance step after he lets her off at her uh, where she's staying. And it was kind of nice seeing him do a little dance um but that was public enemy i also saw uh me and a friend did a watch on amazon to look at it mad love from 1935 with peter laurie this was peter laurie's first american role if people at the time had watched him in german cinema they probably would have seen him but this was his first major american role he came over here to shoot another movie called Crime and Punishment that I don't even know if anybody even knew that that movie existed. 
but he had some time so they were like well you want to roll in this mad love that mgm is making and i guess he read the script and was like oh cool yeah i'd like to be in that <laughs> so he plays this famous surgeon and you think oh well he's he might be kind of a good guy because he helps children walk again but he has an obsession he likes to go to i think they call it grand wugna theater and this is theater where you would go to it and people would 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 reenact torture scenes and stuff but they weren't actually doing it but it's like it's giving you that impression you're seeing all this horror um he goes to the theater every night to see this one actress and he's in love with her and so one night he finally gets to go backstage and she's like oh and i'm so glad you love the performance you've kind of helped support the theater uh but this was my last performance i'm going to become a full-time wife now my husband is this her husband is played by uh oh my gosh uh the original dr frankenstein and uh so he's a famous pianist and she's going to become a full-time wife and Peter Lorre now is very crushed at this news. He is so crushed that when they're removing her wax figure from the lobby, uh, he says, uh, I'll buy that <laughs> wax figure <laughs> from you. It's like, oh, what's, what's he going to do with that wax figure? Don't want to go there. Okay, so the husband, he's uh, he's done a concert. He's on his way back to Paris. Uh, the train crashes. And I'm not giving away any spoilers. This is what you would see if you looked at the trailer. Mm. Uh, the husband's hands get crushed. And the wife is so desperate, she wants to try to see if she can save his hands. And when she goes to Peter Lorre, she's like, well, can you save his hands? And he's like, well, they're completely crushed. There's nothing I can do. But... Oh, boy. A knife-throwing murderer has just been guillotined. Oh, my God. So Peter Lorre takes that dude's hands and puts them on Colin Clive. Finally thought of his name. And so Colin Clive wakes up and he's got these <laughs> and he can throw knives. <laughs> so he can't play the piano anymore, but he can sure throw a good knife. <laughs> he can throw a knife. <laughs> and of course, Peter Laurie is hoping at some point he can get him out of the way and have the real woman and not this wax figure that he keeps up in a, oh, a room on the second oh floor. Oh, boy. It is so over the top. You cannot go into this movie and think, oh, I'm going to see this serious horror drama with Peter Lorre. No, Peter Lorre plays the role over the top. And it's like you almost hope he wins because everybody else in the movie is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't care how crazy you are. Because <laughs> you're like, they fell for that? Oh, my gosh, Peter Lorre, come on and win. <laughs> So, and this movie was a remake of a 1920 silent movie called The Hands of Orlock with mm. Conrad Veidt. And I actually like Mad Love better than I like Hands of Orlock. Conrad Veidt, he was the German soldier in Casablanca? Yes. Oh. Yes. Who also yes. also starred Peter Lorre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What do you know? See, they got around. They got around. They got so, around. <laughs> they got around. So, uh, yeah, it's just one. I think it was two ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Mm. It's just a fun, silly movie. You don't go into it expecting anything deep. It's and it's considered a horror movie, and it looks great. I thought originally that it was a Universal movie. It's an MGM production, hmm. so they were kind of pouring a little bit of money into it. So, yeah, I highly recommend Mad Love. Nice. But I love Peter Lorre. He, he's so cool anyway. Um, I Midnight's Edge now has uh, a Spanish channel that Latino Slant and Mexican Iron Man, I think they run it for them. They did a live stream of the 1920 Mark of Zorro with Douglas Fairbanks. And that is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's 100 years old, 101 years old, I guess now. And the chat had a blast during the stream because they were watching the movie. They were showing it. Mm-hmm. And Andre, who is Norwegian, Zorro's one of his heroes. And it's like, <laughs> excuse me, that is so weird that he's Norwegian. They have their own heroes, their own fables and everything, but he loves the Zorro character. Mm-hmm. And of course, watching Douglas Fairbanks do most of his own stunt work, and he's very dashing, and it's like anytime somebody mentions Zorro, um, I think of Tyrone Power first, then the Fox movie, and then I think of Douglas Fairbanks, but it's like... I love Antonio Banderas's version, but those two are my all-time favorites. And mm. Fairbanks is just, he's just amazing. Because like I said, he did a lot of his own stunt work and everything. And he was just very dashing and very swashbuckling and everything. And that was kind of the persona that Errol Flynn later took on, you know. I miss, I miss that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. really do. Okay, uh, rewatched Ed Wood, Tim Burton's Ed Wood. I had not seen it in years, and um, I had had a coupon, and I rented it, and that is one of my top three Tim Burton movies, because even though it was Tim Burton being himself, he hadn't gone crazy like we've seen in some of his recent stuff, and it was like old Tim Burton. Tim Burton at his best. At his best. Before he got off, you know, Disney throws him money and says, here, make an Alice movie. You know? no, don't, uh, don't even mention the Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but Ed Wood is just, it's just so good. And Martin Landau, see, I only knew him from Space 1999 and um, Mission Impossible, of course. Mm-hmm. And to see him playing Lugosi. And he didn't even play Lugosi like totally over the top. He still was playing him like this gentleman that the studios did wrong uh dark corners reviews bring up their channel again they did a two-part documentary on lugosi uh his life and his movies the reason why his career went into a tailspin was that universal hired him one time to play dracula and then just like shoved him into a corner it was like no we're not going to contract you again uh, he did other movies for them, but not Dracula, his the role he was most known for. So that's the reason why he started making all these poverty role movies and B movies and stuff. It was like he had to keep working. He needed the money. 
Uh, and then he didn't play Dracula again until Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I mean, and nobody knows why Universal did that to him. They they said they have tried to find out. There are no letters, no no paperwork between studio heads, nothing. That's so weird because you would feel like, especially in a place like Hollywood, that, that there would be like some information out there, like some source yeah. that they, they you could go to to find out. Exactly. But there's there's just nothing. And like I said, he did other roles for them. I know he did uh, uh, Black Cat with Karloff. I think the Raven had Karloff in it, and that's the original Raven they did back in the 30s. He played a kind of Dracula role in a movie for Columbia Pictures. But it was like, why were they screwing around with him? So that was why I liked Martin Landau's portrayal. Because like the times he would call Ed up and you knew he was ODing. And it was like, this is the only person he can call to kind of come and help him out. And then Ed ends up taking him to the rehab center at one point. And I do know in real life, Lugosi was in a rehab center, got out, and then died not that long afterward. Um, and this may be one of my f- favorite Johnny Depp roles. I'm not a big Pirates of the Caribbean person. I saw the first one and thought it was cute. I didn't know they were going to make 100 sequels to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this may be one of my favorite Depp roles, too. But everybody in the movie is is good. I mean, George the Animal Steel looks just like Tor Johnson, <laughs> who was this, I think, Tor Johnson. Uh, he was in Beast of Yucca Flats. He was in Bride of the Monster. He was in Plan 9 from Outer Space. And when he talks, that accent just comes through and you're like, what did he, what did he just say? You know, um, but George Animal still played Tor, and he was good. But everything in the movie is just beautiful, and I'm so happy that they, sh- Tim Burton shot it in black and white because it just adds to that, that whole atmosphere of the Universal movies and everything. So oh, yeah. I was so glad to get to see it again. So yeah, I was telling Nathan, who I haven't seen in the chat, but um, yeah, so that's right. He was buried in his Dracula outfit, which odd but you know he was i guess kind of eccentric at that point and um so anyway that was ed wood and let's see what else did i see oh i did see i mentioned pink panther earlier when i was talking about my adultery movies i did see a shot in the dark or rewatched it and that was a true inspector clouseau movie peter sellers is just at his best in it and he makes the comedy looks so natural when he falls down or something is always like when Pee Wee Herman, you know, I meant to do that. That's the way Sellers plays this stuff off. And a shot in the dark was the first Clouseau movie I ever saw. So that was why I was kind of disappointed when I saw the pink Panther. Cause I was like, ah, he's like a guest star in this movie. And you see, I would still um, be disappointed because I would just be wanting to hear Pana, Pana. <laughs> With a little pink With a little pink panther running around And and Rosie's right Yeah, Shot in the Dark is hilarious George Sanders plays a sleazebag As usual, one of those sophisticated Sleazebags Elkie Summers is in it And it's just one 
Clouseau's supposed to be investigating a murder, but he falls in love with Elkie Summers. So she's so beautiful, she can't have committed the murders. So instead of him looking for <laughs> that's, that's evidence... perfect logic right there. Perfect logic right there. She's so beautiful, it, there's no way it could have been her, now. <laughs> and Game's Repository is right. That he was just perfect in it. It was like he was born for it. And I mean, I, I love him in Dr. Strangelove and I've seen him in like in being there and a, a few other movies, but no, Clouseau is just like, that's, he's just perfect. And so I, I would highly recommend a shot in the dark. There's just stuff going on in there. It's just at one point I was like, wow, in France, they'll arrest you for anything. Won't you? So, <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of liked the first one because I thought Steve Martin was kind of doing an homage to Peter Sellers, but there's only one Peter Sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Arkin played Clouseau at one point. Back in the 60s, this was like Peter Sellers was kind of like, well, I don't want to get st- uh, you know stereotyped. I'm going to do something else. And they hired Alan Arkin. I like Alan Arkin as an actor, but he's not Clouseau. And I think everybody realized that when it was a box office flop. See, the only thing I know of from the Clouseau, from like the live action one, the most notable one for me is the trailer for whatever Steve Martin one, where he just goes constantly, um, bugger, um, bugger. That's all I can remember. remember. The Steve Martin one was so bad. (laughs) It's just, I mean, the first one, like I said, it was okay. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch it again, whereas Shot in the Dark, yeah, now this on HBO Max, it's like, oh, I would watch that every yeah. few months or so. But the I Steve Martin ones, th- didn't the second one have Beyonce in it? Ugh. <laughs> I'm glad Stephanie's not here. I didn't watch the second one. I was done with the first. I was like, yes, enough of that. <laughs> when they had a second one announced, I'm like, they made a sequel? I didn't even know the first one did that well. And I and love I think, Steve Martin. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I usually do too. But yeah, that uh, and what's his name is in it. That was in Le- Leon. Uh, the professional. Um, the professional. Oh, um, yeah. Jean. I know it's not Jean Luc Picard, but I just wanted to say Jean Luc Picard. Gene <laughs> um, <laughs> Reno. Gene Reno or Jean Reno. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I know he played Steve Martin's um, part. Jean Reno. Is that they pronounce it? John Reno. Oh, I love that. Wait a minute. Is wasn't Gene Reno like a uh, attorney general, or who am I thinking oh, of? Oh, that would be Jan- that would be Janet. Janet Reno. Reno. Okay, because at first <laughs> I was like, please don't say I just said like a random <laughs> former attorney general. Rosie, <laughs> you do. Raygard, she hates Beyonce. I hate Beyonce. In yeah. the story. <laughs> but she's bae. Uh, She's up there in my top thing of letters. All thing of letters. Not a fan. I don't see me. I'm, I'm no. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad Stephanie's not here because she'd be like, shop, 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 shop. Oh, I can just see it. Flames <laughs> on the side of my face. <laughs> uh, and let's see. Then the other. Oh, I got two more. I watched the 1942 to be or not to be. To now be I had not heard to be, of, da, 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 to be or not to be. Um, hello, Snorter Poopus. How are you? Um, I had seen uh, 
Oh, shoot. Why am I drawing him? History of the World Part 1. Young Frankenstein. Um, Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks, thank you. Mel Brooks did a remake with his wife, Anne Bancroft. And it, it, it was okay. I laughed. Um, but this is the original starring Jack Benny, one of the greatest comedians of all time, and the absolutely beautiful Carol Lombard. And it's, uh, I'm going to find that link of her again. I want you all to see her. She's just drop dead gorgeous. She was, uh, Shin Clark Gable married at one point. And, um, the movie is about a Polish the- theatrical group. Jack Benny plays the, the lead. And he likes to play Hamlet a lot. And but he knows that something goes on during, every time he does a performance of Hamlet when he says to be or not to be. This young pilot gets stands up in the second role and sneaks out. And this happens night after night after night. So he's starting to suspect, hmm, my wife, played by Carol Lombard. Rosie, you're right. I just saw that flash up. Um, by the way, uh, Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey had a very important point to say that you're lying because he knows that you've just been watching Parasite on repeat and all of these movie reviews are, are just to cover for your true, my, <laughs> true love of Parasite. They're in my, they're in my, they're in my head. <laughs> so... He suspects that Carol Lombard's having an affair with this young pilot who is played by an extremely young Robert Stack from the Untouchables TV show Mm. and also Airplane. He was the one who talked your dude down into landing the plane. Mm. Was he the one that said, Uh, I picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue? No, that would be uh, that would be Lloyd Bridges, <laughs> the father of of Jeff Bridges, and the other. Wait a minute! The guy that says I picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue is the father of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> what? Yeah. I had no idea. Rosie, wow, Rosie, what's the other Bridges name? Uh, not <laughs> Jeff's brother, because there's two of them. They were in. Uh, they they did a movie together with Michelle Pfeiffer back in the I think eighties. Bo Bridges, 90s. thank you. Bo Bridges, <laughs> thank you, Bridges. Oh yes, he yes. was. Bo Bridges was in Rocket Man, the comedy Rocket Man, yes. not not the yes. biopic not of the... Elton John, but the one that was like right. on Disney or something. Yes, Lloyd Bridges used to be hot. He had a show back in the sixties called Sea Hunt. And he spent most of it wearing his scuba gear or in a pair of shorts. So when his sons came along, it was like, where did they come from? Why don't they look hot like dad used to? <laughs> yeah, Bruce just said in the Star Sea Hunt. So, yes, yeah, see, you learned something today. That's the sale of pennies. Bridges. Yes. So, um, but Robert Stack, who was in Airplane, but is better known for playing uh, Elliot Ness in the Untouchables TV show back in the, I guess, 50s and early 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays the young pilot. And their theater, the theater is in Warsaw. And, of course, we find out that the Germans launched their Blitzkrieg. And, of course, Warsaw is uh, leveled and the Nazis march in and take over. Uh, the theater group is kind of in hiding. And 
it's a dark comedy because all these Nazi commanders are in love with Carol Lombard and want her to work for the Nazis, which is a Polish patriot she is not going to do. But she is going to see how much information she can get out of them. Thanatos um, says the movie is The Fabulous Baker Boys with Michelle Pfeiffer in 89. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one with the bridges and, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. <clears throat> um but she's going to try to get as much information as she can because it will help the Polish underground. Jack Benny is completely ignorant of everything that's going on. It's like everybody knows all the spy stuff and everything but him, but he finally gets brought into it. And you have a, um, a lot of, you have people in it that are playing other people, they're double-crossing people, and then it has this very odd ending and when i say odd i mean it in a very good way one of the actors um has always wanted to play shylock in shakespeare but he's never had a chance he always ends up being the spear carrier or something in one of their uh plays and he gets to do the small scene that ends up kind of saving everything i mean it's part of their setup but it's just very touching seeing him finally get to play this role he's always wanted to play uh but it's a very funny movie and carol lombard um if you all looked at her the picture of her link she was in the link i dropped she was gorgeous and here's the sad thing she's another one to die too soon she was on a war bond drive she was born in indiana she had been there raising money for war bonds she her mother and some soldiers were on their way back to california she was married to clark gable the plane crashed i think up in the some of the mountains in nevada gable went with them on the search rescue nobody survived he was never the same after that when her death got announced Hollywood collapsed because she was such a key figure in it. And they consider her the first civilian death in America for World War II because she was out there raising money for the war effort. Um, I read that she had a little dog that didn't like Gable, but after she died, and of course she never came home, her dog never left Gable's side. Mm. He volunteered to go into the war. My grandmother always said she thought he did it because he was hoping he might die so he could be with her again. Um, but she was, I mean, she was so beautiful and she was talented and she could do drama and she could do comedy. She worked with Hitchcock. She worked with John Barrymore. She's in a very funny movie called 20th Century. Uh, she worked with William Holden. I think he was one of her husbands at one time. Uh, they were in My Man Godfrey. So if you've never seen one of her movies, I would say check it out because she was not, she would just walk into a room and whatever she was wearing, it was just like that whole room would just light up. And that was and to yeah, be or not to be you would recommend? That was a to be or not to be. And it's one of those movies you can't sit on your phone and look up and go, oh, what did they say? You have to pay attention because some of those lines just come, they just come so quick. Is it like His Girl and, Friday kind of where it's like this quick wit? Yes. Program? Yes. 
Yes. So if you like that sort of movie, I would say check it out. And plus, it's so touching on a level because it was made in 1942. We had just gotten into the war. But they're making it about something that was going on in Europe at the time. And it was directed by Ernst Lubitsch. And sometimes when you hear about movies, you hear what's called the Lubitsch touch. Lubitsch had been a silent film director, came to America, like a lot of them did. Yeah. And um, I was reading up on what is the Lubitsch touch, because you hear that thrown around. You're like, well, what the heck does it mean? They said nobody can really decide on it what it officially is, but it usually means it's sophisticated, it's witty, it's sparkling, and having Carol Lombard in this movie, yeah, I can see all of that. When Jack Benny heard that they had all been found dead, he was going to do his radio show that night. He didn't do it. Yeah. He just said, this is for Carol. I'm not doing a show tonight. Um, but yeah, it's just how many people today in Hollywood... If we were in that kind of a war, how many of them would get out there and start selling war bonds? Not many. I mean, I think we've mentioned one of them today, which would be probably Chris Pratt would likely be one. But yeah, not not too many would be willing to do that. But yeah, everybody that's commenting, Soul, Rosie, it's yeah, she was a great comedic actress and it was tragic and i had no idea that hollywood it was just like they say it shook them to the core that one of theirs died like that and then so we had so many hollywood stars gable uh of uh tyrone power all of them that volunteered to go serve their country you know i just the only thing i can think of like recently that's had kind of i guess an, an equivalent but like in a different way culturally um, it was when, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking out on, on his name, but, uh, when Kobe, uh, when, uh, oh, yeah. Kobe went yeah, down yeah, yeah. because, oh, yeah. because it, it kind of in a similar way where it's someone who's known by like the culture, who's known by so many people and was, it was really, you know, was young too, you know, it, it was like that wake up call kind of mentality yeah. where you're like, oh, I can't believe that that this could happen to yeah. to him. And I, I guess that would be like an equivalent modern example. You know, obviously they're different for you know various reasons, but I think that that can be kind of a modern equivalency of, of an impact. Cause I remember when that happened, you know, yeah. my students were very like shaken by it because oh, yeah. I mean, it's that wake up call of, Oh, we're mortal. And yeah. Yeah. And I think it was the same uh, because I I was reading one story where they were saying, why were they flying in that bad weather? Yeah. And I think it was that she was trying to get back home to Clark Gable. And Mm. it was like, yeah, it was like, what is it, the night the music died when all of them were on a flight in bad weather and people may have been telling them, no, I don't think you all should fly tonight. And they did anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend that. Oh, and it's free on if you have HBO Max. To be okay, good. That was that's what I was going to ask was where it was because I have not seen yeah. that. So I'll yeah, put that the on second my HBO I saw Max. was on there, I was like bookmark it because I have to see that. And the last movie that I saw, and I really can't comment yet on it because I'm still processing it, but I loved it. Uh, I mentioned La Dolce Vita. 
earlier when I was talking about Divorce Italian Style, because that was the notorious movie that was going to play in the village. And I was like, you know what? I have never seen that movie before. Well, I lucked out and found a copy for $5, a two-disc collector's edition uh, from uh, Kino Lorber. Mm. And I was like, $5? I can get that and uh, pay the you know postage or whatever. So I looked at that Friday evening. And that's the first Fellini movie I think I've seen from beginning to end. And I was floored in a good way. And I'm still kind of processing it. But now I can see why Scorsese said it's one of his all-time favorite movies. And it's just, I think the most iconic scene that maybe everybody has seen before is the Nita Egbert. I'll give one of the links again. Hopefully you all can see this when she's dancing in the fountain. And the funny thing is that is not a very long scene in the movie. Um, but I keep trying to process it over and over because I think I see where Fellini was going with it, but I haven't even written a review yet on Letterboxd. I just said, um, my review was pinned. <laughs> um, as I kind of go through it in my head. Mm -hmm. But uh, Marcello Mastriani plays this. Um, he is, I guess, a co-editor at a scandal sheet. And this is the movie where the term paparazzi, this is where it came from. Hmm. Because there's the character in the movie called Paparazzo. And so they coined the term paparazzi. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that. Because I, I would have thought it would be like, you know, a, a word that means something that would have been coined. Yes. I, I would never have thought it was like a person's name that was adapted. Yes. Uh, there's a photographer in the movie called Paparazzo. Wow. And because at first I thought Mastroianni's character was calling him like, hey, come here, you bottom feeding scumbags. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the guy's name. Mm -hmm. But they are exactly that in this movie. You can see why they were given that mm -hmm. term. And I was talking to Stephanie and I said, I had heard rumors that when after they had chased Diana in her car and the car had crashed, that here she is dying in the in her limo and the paparazzi had surrounded the limo and were taking pictures. Well, mm -hmm. if, if that is true, those pictures never came out. Mm -hmm. So the royal family bought them up or something. But you see how they will so there is one moment in this movie where this lady is like oh have you mistaken me for an actress or something and she's kind of laughing it off and they're like no they want to get that look when she gets the news they are just they're just horrible people but uh Mastriani is just this he loves women he goes to this movie I don't even think he's looking for the perfect woman he just loves women and it's like he's got one mistress and another mistress and then uh the moment with, sounds like he's got uh, an addiction Anita, <laughs> yes yeah exactly and Anita Eckbert is playing this uh Hollywood star who has come to Rome to to make a movie well he spends a little time with her and they have that absolutely magnificent fountain scene and i mean I, i'm looking at her in that gown i'm like how in the world is she even staying up in that <laughs> that's a real woman and, but um the movie takes period i think it takes it, uh, uh, kind of goes over like i think a couple of years because you kind of start to see the gray in his hair 
but it's things that I don't think he's ever settled on anything. Um, and I mean, as a life decision, he's got this job. He obviously is making good money at it because he's got the sports car and everything, and he's got a nice place. But I don't think he's happy with anything. And when he thinks he's found some happiness, there is this gut-punching scene in there that came out of nowhere. It even floored me. And I was like, okay, so he is going to start thinking there's no happiness in that either. Mm -hmm. Because he's as floored as everyone in the audience is. So at the end, it just kind of has this ambiguous kind of ending the final shot is very sweet it's a little girl that we've seen earlier in the movie and the more i think about it i'm like okay that final shot of her was this like that innocence we have when we're still kids and we don't know everything so mm -hmm. there's that little bit of hopefulness but then we see him in this kind of ambiguous shot walking off yeah you know? so now that i own it i'll look at it again but yeah, it's one of those movies that I can see why everybody considers it a classic. I, mm -hmm. I'm i not going to completely recommend that, like, oh, you have to go and see this movie. Yeah. I, but I, <laughs> considering this is my first Fellini movie, I'm definitely going to start looking in, at some of his others, and I may not like all of them. Mm -hmm. This might end up being my favorite of all of them, but... Hmm. I, yeah, it. I'm like I said, I'm still processing it, and, and I'm processing it in a good way. So that means that it kind of meant something to me. Nice. So cool. that's that's Tina's movie. So we've kind of run the nice. gamut from divorce movies to <laughs> better movies to Turkish movies. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Stay York had put here, he says, I met Diana at Schwizzle's Sweet Factory when I was 16. We weren't supposed oh. to acknowledge her, so I got fired from my first job after six weeks for handling oh. a freshly made boiled sweet to a princess. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. And uh, someone earlier, um, Hunky Chunky, he wanted to, to lighten up the mood a little bit. So he said, uh, I worked I worked with Hitchcock once. William Hitchcock, good guy. Help me learn a bit about accounting. <laughs> good for that Bill Hitchcock, honky chunky. <laughs> oh but my gosh. I yeah, my wife uh I think she's making dinner. So we yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to, of course, say thank you to all of my chosen for for being here today. I had a fun, fun stream talking about uh, movies and projects and all that stuff. And so we'll go ahead and, and say goodbye. So let's just go down the line. So uh, we'll go in uh, a bit. We'll go in order from people. I, we'll go in an order of some sort that I don't know exactly how to describe. So we'll start off with, with Zakayman. So Zakayman, uh, anything that you want to shout before we head out today where people can find you, follow you, support your work? Hello, Kayman. Zucaveman? It's oh, not letting him unmute. Okay. Maybe I can, because I think I have I think I have power. I think I have powers where I can I can do this, maybe. So maybe if I Oh, I'd like to mute K Man, it's not one of them. There he is. There we go. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, anybody 
What's the... Oh, I my work or upcoming things. I'm going to start trying to do more stuff on my website, uh, xtheboundaries.co. Of course, I still have, uh, now until it gets crazy, I still have my Twitter account. Uh, follow me on there, K2K Man. Awesome. Yes. Support the K Man. Uh, xtheboundaries.co is his website to follow him there to find more information as he works on this novel and also album that's going to accompany it and I, again that's a really awesome concept and I, I can't wait to see what comes of it and thank you yeah well thank you for being here and for being a supporter of the channel man always always man alright also we got a shout out and say thank you to Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Laura, anything you want to shout out or say before we head out? Well, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, and Tina, thanks for all the great movie recommendations. I'll have to go. Oh, you're very, you're very welcome. <laughs> I have to go on your movie log, whatever that website's called. Letterboxd. Uh, Letterboxd, yes. Letterboxd, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. I think I still have the link for it. Yeah, I'm going to post it. So, yeah, if you want to... Um, cool, go to any of the movies that, that Tina had mentioned. Um, again, she is our resident film historian, film buff. So it's a great resource just for uh, good movie recommendations in general. Hope everybody has a good Sunday. What's left of it? <laughs> Absolutely. <You too. laughs> and that this next week might be better for all of us. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but any uh, anything else you want to shout out, Laura? Oh, no. K-Man's a great follow on Twitter. He's always very positive. Boom. There you go. You you know, I I, I do nothing but badmouth everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want a a, a little bit of an escape on on Twitter from the toxicity, follow the K-Man recommendation from Laura. Well, thank you, Laura, for being here. And I'm glad that we were able to get it to work. I'm so happy. Oh, no, we can't just kept pers- persisting. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll start with this one next time and then it'll... I do like Discord. Yeah, shout out to Discord. Way yeah. to go. Seriously. Screw you, Google Hangouts. No reason why you <laughs> were abandoned Especially by Google. because I can minimize Discord and go and, like, text my sister, do mm. whatever needs to be done. I really can't do that with Google Hangouts. So. And, th- and that's why I was thinking of doing something like Skype. Uh, because like Skype and Discord, you know, they're app based. And typically if you have an app based service, um, it just works better when minimized. So it works better on mobile devices and, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, if Discord works, makes easy for me just to start a call over there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. As always for being here. <laughs> and of course we have to thank the Empress of the universe. She is one of the Valkyrie as well. And that is Tina. Tina, thank you for being here. Anything you want to shout out or say before we head out? Check out my letterbox reviews. I don't review everything that I look at. If it hits me, I'll put a little history in it. Once I do some research and some of my reviews are, well, I hope they're kind of funny. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nathan seems to like to comment on some of my reviews so there you go uh check me out on discord i hang hang out on odin's channel all the time and i drop all kinds of stuff i talk nasty about certain people (laughs) no never you would never do such a thing oh 
Oh God! Did she really say she ran over her, backed over her, ran over her again, and backed over her again? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, say hi to me over on uh, Odin's Discord channel sometime, and yeah. uh, go ahead and post okay. a link to that right now. Um, so. Yeah. There are some, if you've been on Discord before, you know that there's channels that have different criteria in order to, to sign up. It's just because we had an experience a while back where there was just really bad trolling happening. So I put some, it's not like crazy restrictions, but I think it's like you have to have a verified email or something like something where you can't just randomly join and post whatever you want. But yeah, make sure uh, if you do choose uh, a name over there, it, if it's similar to a YouTube name, it, it helps me. Uh, figure out who who you are and everything um especially if you happen to be like a patreon or subscribe star member or anything because some people don't know that they can get access to certain things uh in the discord server i try to always message them out on patreon subscribe star um when they join at certain levels because there's a giveaway channel over there um but it always helps me add people to that correct level uh when the names are similar and match up but anyway you can check that link out join the discord server and Mm -hmm. uh and have some fun in the different channels. Yeah, they may see me rant. I'll rant sometimes and <laughs> then I'll drop, you know, uh, links to. YouTube oh, and then when Tina and Sharon are having. <laughs> that's when, that's when, the, that's when the stuff gets good because that, then you have. Yes. And I know sometimes I'm using foul language and I'm putting a little asterisk in and then when it pops up and it posts and you're like, what is that? They couldn't even figure out the obscenity I was trying to do. It's so weird. But it's always check fun. We have like, a good we... time. Yeah. What would you say, Andrew. Laura? Spell check is like, we have no idea what you're trying to say. We have no idea what they're trying to say. <laughs> Andrew, you missed you missed everything. You'll have to play it back. And I still didn't. Four yeah, hours later, of... you'll have to watch it. Yeah, and I did talk about those accents that I think you said were from Yorkshire, but those women aren't even trying to. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, that's it. Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Join the Discord server. We have a lot of fun, good conversations over there as well. And Andrew, yeah, sorry that I don't know why the Discord wasn't working uh, for you, for you to be able to get in. So hopefully we can figure that out. And uh, for next time, and uh, yeah, Andrew, uh, the message I sent earlier is still open for you, man, because I know you've had the miss the last like few uh, because of timing issues. So yeah, if you want to jump on tomorrow morning, just let me know, and uh, we'll do it through. We'll try and do it through Discord uh, and see if we can get that to work. So that way, for the next chosen stream, hopefully that will work better for next time, and then we can all all be together. We're all in this together. From a famous right. high school musical <laughs> called High School Musical. Oh, High School Musical. We're all in this together. All right. Anyway, enough singing for me. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button. If you're watching on Odyssey still, thank you. Uh, I know that uh, people, <laughs> it's like they, they left some uh, some comments and and then they're, they're, I feel like some people were like, I'm just going to give up on Odyssey because uh, unfortunately, yeah, the chat being what it is, I can't highlight it or integrate it into the chat app that I'm using to highlight everyone else's. So it's 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 harder to keep up with uh, everyone over there. If you're watching over on Odyssey, light up that fire button. I will always have that as an option for anyone who does want to still watch the streams but doesn't want to support YouTube or anything like that. I understand. That's why I like giving people 
tons of options of stuff to do. But check out links in the description uh, for other ways that you can find out uh, to support the channel. And of course, make sure that you support these lovely, lovely people uh, who are on this panel with me today. And so again, a huge shout out and thank you to the Chosen of Valhalla. So again, Laura... ZK Man, Tina, and Rosetta, Mr. Roy, who were here earlier too. Thank y'all for being here and joining me today. Welcome. <laughs> I hate Bye. when I never get a response from everyone. I'm always like, oh, I guess I'm gonna... sit back. Thanks, 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 Laura, for for, for responding. <laughs> I got you, man. I, got you. I, I appreciate. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to say anything? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you guys all have an amazing, wonderful rest of your Sunday. Go spend some time with family, with puppy, cats, whatever it is that you have in your life. And um, I don't know even what I'm saying at this point. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Wait a minute. Who's in here? Who does? Is that Andrew Hoyle just jumping in randomly at the very end? Oh. And then he leaves. He jumps in and then he leaves. Wow. <laughs> Andrew, you got something to say, good sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a troll! <laughs> You're trolling me, Andrew. You're trolling me! How dare you? All right. Anyway, you all have an amazing uh, rest of your day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribestar members. Andrew Hoyle, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P., Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash The New Number Two, J. Ra the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And I also want to make sure to shout out my Locals members. I am now available over at Locals.com, and I've got two monthly supporters over there. The first of my local supporters is Goblin Squatch. Shout out to you, good sir. And also, I now have a second supporter over on Locals.com, and that is Robert Barnes. Shout out to both of you very much. Thank you very much for supporting me on that new platform at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. If you want to find out more information about that, go check out my Locals uh, page. You can find the link in the description, and it tells you everything that you would get in that Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is right now the only level available on that platform. And I also want to make sure to shout out any new Patreon members. And for right now, I want to shout out Mondo Spieler, who is my newest member over on Patreon. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. It gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. 
where we have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also, you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once-a-month podcast exclusively where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level. And we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.